Hey, yeah, you. You like comic books, anime, and stuff? Sure you do. Who the hell doesn't? And that's why you should listen to a podcast called Fresh. It's like audio cliff notes of ancient texts painstakingly translated by us for you. So do yourself a favor. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Trust me, we're everywhere. So don't forget, it's a podcast called Fresh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and anywhere podcasts are casted. What kind of forever? Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphenation. So, this is uh, the Endgame episode where we review Avengers Endgame. And what had happened was, I'm getting stared at right now. What had happened was, Eric had started recording the podcast and then he stopped. And then I lost the beginning of the podcast. And so... I'm your host, Kellen Conley, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Anyway, what had happened was I looked at Skype. Eric said he was recording. And then it said he wasn't recording by the time we started. So I don't know if he started it and then decided he wanted to stop. So I'm, I'm missing the beginning couple minutes of the episode. So this is our episode where we cover Avengers Endgame, the 21st film. And I'm, I'm doing something for the podcast. The 21st film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Aaliyah says hi. Aaliyah says bye. And I'm joined by uh, the most people that's ever been on Hyphenation. And she said hi. I have Anthony Sellers. I have George Gerbo, the howitzer. Anthony goes by Triple S when, we, when he lets us call him Triple S. George the Howitzer Gerbo from uh, the Howitzer and Buzzsaw show. He was on episode 88. 88. Anthony is half of Browns in Our Blood with Eric Jordan. Then I had Eric Handsome Bane Greenlee of It's Like a Podcast or whatever fame. He was on. He's the reason why we're missing the beginning of the episode. Because I thought he was recording and he wasn't. And then there's uh, Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson. So the next, next part of this podcast, you're just going to hear us talk a whole lot about Avengers Endgame from five different perspectives for episode 105. I'm really proud of this one. I'm currently in a car driving towards Myrtle Beach with a whole bunch of people. My wife is looking at me. A whole, a whole bunch of people. Aaliyah is here. Aaliyah introduced herself. Angel's here. And Brandy is here. And we're on the way to Myrtle Beach. And I had to record this so I could actually complete episode 105 and then put it all together. Because y'all don't know what's going on. You're just going to come in. You're going to join us already in progress. Where Eric's going to be talking about Ninja Turtles and talking about listening to the Batman 89 episode and yelling at us while he's listening because he wanted to say things that he couldn't. we couldn't hear him say.
so hyphen podcast group that's not what i wanted to say hyphenation is brought to you by hyphenpodcastgroup.com i can't wait to hear how this audio sounds it's gonna be awesome my wife is staring at me why are you staring at me and you're you're in what that that's you know what kind of love that is ladies and gentlemen we're gonna get into this now you know what that is that's a put your phone down we're on vacation what are you doing why aren't you paying attention like Aaliyah's currently was that was that genuine or was that I feel like the microphone's on and, and you don't you don't want me to you don't want I'm just gonna shut up anyway hyphen nation is brought to you by hyphen podcast group.com West Virginia based Morgantown West Virginia based podcast collective bringing a great podcast to the people and uh, always oh yeah uh, Mark Rob the M-A-R-C-R-O-B dot wordpress dot com Marcus has just put up a great post about San Antonio Pride and lots of photos that he took so make sure you check out that and also a Drake piece that is finally out so make sure you check that out this episode was recorded in June um, took me a while to even get to it and now it's in your your hands so i hope you enjoy it again it's uh anthony sellers george gerbo eric greenlee marcus robinson and then myself kellen conley breaking down avengers endgame finally so i hope you enjoy the show shout out to marcus for moderating and uh i I won't be back other than what you hear in the previously recorded episode so enjoy I don't think I'm going to do it because this is like really weird, like turtles. And he's like, Robin Williams was an original fan of like the original Mirage book or whatever. The one that Eastman and Laird put out from their home. Mm -hmm. He had that. And he was like, he had it on set. Oh, wow. No, 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 no. You have to do this movie. And she ended up doing it. And of course it was, you know, was his, and for all intents and purposes, TMNT was like an independent film because nobody really wanted to take it on until Touchstone, like, finally was like, fine. Yeah. But, like, for all intents and purposes, the first Ninja Turtles film was independent and it was like, you know, it, it, it is. Golden Harvest Films or something like that yeah. before New Line got it. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I was just, uh, that's what I was yelling into my phone as I was listening to you guys talk about that because I wanted you to hear me in the past. Okay. Well, well, well now I'm going to add that piece into um, into that episode. Dope. <laughs> uh, so, we're here to talk about Endgame. In case you didn't know, the 21st film out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe came out in April. And we all saw it. Me and Anthony saw it open at night. I know Marcus saw it opening day. Eric saw it that weekend. Gerber, when did you see Endgame? I saw it that weekend. Uh, Not Thursday, but like that Friday night. So, Gotcha. Oh, man, just avoid all the spoilers. I actually saw it a week before. I was going to see it. I saw it because for some reason I'll make a man. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I can hear you, except for like the very last line. Yeah, oh, good, sweet, awesome. That's staying in. So, yeah. I just wanted to. I just wanted to confess. So, okay. 
Well, it's important to confess. Yeah. Um, th- this movie was so big that uh, I couldn't do spoilers at work for like two weeks, which is, <laughs> has never happened to me with the MCU movie. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, you can't see what happened in Endgame. I'm going to go see it. Like, ugh, when you going? I don't know. Like, come on, man. You you, you yeah. got to go, that's man. When, that's when you just give them a deadline. Be like, yo, you got a week. If you don't do it, then you're going to hear the fucking spoilers. Exactly. I, I tried that. Yeah. I tried. I would have I mean, done it. Thankfully, yeah. I did have a coworker who had seen it already, and a coworker who didn't care. So I was able to tell them uh, about my uh, about some of my thoughts, and then just keep it away from the rest of them. And I know we're gonna get into it later, but really, was there anything that was like, oh my god, you really spoiled it and ruined my entire? You know what I mean? Like, was there anything that happened? One thing. In, I mean, do you, do you think though? Like, really? Like. If if I'd heard from spoilers, 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 everybody, in case you haven't seen it for some weird ass reason, you're listening to Endgame podcast. It's, it's, it's two it's two months later. Exactly. It's two months later. If you haven't watched it now, you deserve whatever Shame. whatever you get is what you deserve. The only okay. thing I would have been mad about is if I hadn't seen it and somebody spoiled me on Cap picking up Monir. That'd been the only thing. Uh, I guess. Um, I mean, yeah, we've seen it in the comics, but I don't, I, I don't know. I, I was super yeah. excited when I got to see it. It was a big yes. moment. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, as far as like things that happened, again, I don't really think that. I mean, this was kind of like the, uh, this was the victory lap for everything that the MCU has been able to do thus far. Yep. Um, yeah. And you know, I mean, just like being able to keep a cohesive story going around, like to to just be able to sign fill twenty two full length films is nuts. Like to just be able to be like, all right, here's where everybody else starts from opposite ends of story and the globe, and then here's how it all matches up and matters from this thing, and it pays off from this one guy that we showed you on the end credit. Of a movie, you know, how validated like how um, vindicated you have to feel to be like one of the people who originally stayed and waited to see Thanos at the end credits. After the end credits, they just be like, "Oh, okay, that's setting up to be a thing." It's like, no, it's setting up to be the thing. Right. <laughs> Anthony, do you remember when uh, we went to go see Avengers, and I was like, "We gotta stay till the end of the credits," and then I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this is the this the thing." And then, do you remember what you said to me after it was over? No, I forget actually. It was like, uh, "Who the hell is that?" <laughs> I was like, "That's." <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's Thanos. Yeah. I was like, that's Thanos, man. Like he, he's, he's, he's like I'm a, a huge comic guy, like you guys, right? So, so yeah, like uh, I took him to Avengers after I'd seen it once, um, in 2012, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go see it again. You wanna go with me? He's like, yeah. So he came. That's actually kind of what got me into watching them. Okay, yeah. So what was everybody's reaction to Thanos the first time? That like that you knew he was looming on the horizon. Well, we know Anthony didn't care. Gerbo, yeah. what about you? Uh, Man, I, like it's the, the 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 thing had so many like twists and turns for me. Like it was it was kind of like to do it for three hours. Like it was good to have the the roller coaster feel to it because there were some points like it felt like it dragged on a little bit. But it, oh, it, it, I'm sorry, I meant like what your first reaction to Thanos like way back when they first introduced. Oh, way back in the post credit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Um. <laughs> Not much of anything. It's just like, okay, 
that you know where you just see his face like fine and then you you know you get filled in the clues as you go through the guardians movies and everything like that i think when it becomes real to me is fine i'll do it myself yes when, you know that, yeah, that you knew that, he was coming to fuck shit up like that's that's when it becomes real and the gauntlet's there and it's coming like okay that's a good you know, title Loki, I've, tr- I've tried to, you know, I've tried to trust these mortals to, uh, you know, gods and mortals to do this for me and they can't, you know, they're nothing compared to me. So he does it like that's when you first feel the gravity and the ominousness of him coming. That does it for me. Basically, <laughs> basically for me, too, <laughs> like it didn't really it didn't really feel real until that moment. So I, I basically echo the same sentiments. I went with a good friend of mine, Ray Ortiz. Shout out to Shout Ray. Out to Ray. Um, and uh, a couple of us were there, and Thanos appeared on the screen, and we were like, "Hey, all right, Thanos, they're gonna do it. This is okay. It's big bad. All right, sweet." Shout out to the guy behind us who lost his entire shit. <laughs> he, if you've ever seen someone flop back and forth in their seat like a fish yearning for water. He was like, that's Thanos, nigga. That's Thanos, nigga. That's Thanos, nigga. That's the- was Maps there? <laughs> said like 10 times and got louder every single time. Like, it was amazing. It was like, I hope they, and, you know, in hindsight, he was 100% right. Because Thanos garnered every bit of that response. Like, that guy, I wish I could find him and ask him how he feels about Infinity War Thanos and, like, how how great it felt right. would be so right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I think Anthony seen me flop like a fish a few times now, like through Black Panther and Infinity War, and mm-hmm. and like I, I'm I'm a very active viewer <laughs> nowadays. So God, Infinity War was amazing. Yeah, it really was. Let's just yeah. do another part about Infinity War. Screw Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into want. the Endgame shits. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson has uh, compiled a list of questions for us to discuss over this podcast. So he's going to take it away from here, and uh, we're going to go on a ride, people. So strap up, Kofi Kingston, still your WWE champion. Nice. And uh, strap it on. How many days is that? Pause, 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 pause. Seventy-seven. I just hit tweet on it, buddy. <laughs> In case you were wondering. Is Brock Lesnar there? Not yet. Okay. Still early. Kofi and Zoff kind of had a good match, though. Kofi had to fall on his face to win this match, though. You, once you see this fall, you'll be like, what the fuck was that shit? But he won. Hey, so. how's it going? It's me, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I can't wait. Me and Ray have had something in the works forever to where I'm going to do a, um, like an infomercial as Brock Lesnar. Ah. Uh. That sounds amazing. Be on the lookout for that. Okay. Oh, didn't notice you there. It's me, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's me, Brock Lesnar, you shit. <laughs> is, he, is he from Long Island? <laughs> no, uh, uh, it's a Minnesota. Well, Dakota. that's the Minnesota accent? Okay, okay. Midwestern accent. <laughs> Hey, it's me, Brad. Hey, you, you know that accent because you own the Green Bay Packers. Cover. No, exactly. Oh, yeah, don't you know? Like that. Yeah. Kind of exactly. Yeah. Sound like Bobby's world. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bob, don't you know? Hey, Bobo. That show was actually good. Let's do a Bobby's podcast. Screw Endgame. Come on, guys. Let's do it. So, Bobby, we're going, how we made we're it going, We're going on a trip. 
That's all generic. Generic. All right, man. Marcus, take us away. All right. So, as Kellen mentioned, I did compile a, a series of questions so we can explore not only in game but the MCU overall. Um, so let's get this bad boy kicked off. So currently, you know, we're just a little bit above two months removed from the uh, premiere of Endgame. We've all seen Endgame. I'm assuming we've all seen it numerous times except for Kellen. Um, Now, I know, it's it's very sad. But Kellen, he says that he can still close his eyes and he can see um, every detail. I totally stole that from from Handsome Bane. I did, but I I really feel that way about this movie. Um, I stole that from somebody on the Cracked podcast, so it's fine. It's cool. Common, so we, we're just using everybody else's shit. Don't worry. That's what. That's why we're all in the same podcast group. We can share. Yep. Things. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but um, but going into the movie and coming out of the movie, um. I don't know about you guys, but in, uh, Infinity War really set the bar for what I expected from this movie. Um, so let's start off. I want to get um, let's get Ant to answer this question first. So for uh, Mister Sellers, uh, being two months out of move from Endgame and just looking back at it now, did the film live up to your expectations? Uh, expectations that Infinity War set, and for this whole universe that Marvel created over this last eleven years, do you think that? Uh, in game was the ultimate payoff for what they've been setting up. I think it lived up to the expectations from Infinity War. Big time, just I don't know, like the way they, the those directors and stuff, the way they hit up the storylines and everything, like and they push everything together. They didn't, they didn't try to rush it, like I think they did with uh, Captain Marvel. Like that mm. movie, that movie, they they rushed. I feel like, but with and. Infinity War and then going into Endgame, they didn't rush anything on the plot lines and stuff. Um, as a whole, I think yes. I, yeah, I just I love the whole way that they set that up. So even though I didn't know who the hell Thanos was <laughs> seven years ago, yeah, yeah, you knew um, who but, he was after like, Infinity but War. But getting in, like having that intro into it from that movie on, and then watching everything and seeing how it all unfolded, I I personally liked it myself. All right, Gerbo, would you would you expect? Uh, well, Gerbo, whenever you um, so basically, how, what did Infinity War mean to you? And do you think that for Endgame being basically the the closing of Phase Three, um, were your expectations high coming off of Infinity War? And do you think Endgame was the was a good payoff that that Ant thinks it was, and I think it was too? So yeah, the, so expectations were high. I think that. You know, it answered it answered pretty much everything that you wanted answered. It tied up, you know, any loose end that you wanted to have a completion to. Um, I don't this will sound like half controversial. I don't think I think the, the, the expectations that were set were almost like so high that the movie was going to do its best and it was a great movie, but like, it doesn't necessarily for me meet them, but I don't even know what meeting the expectations would be. If that makes any sense, like, yeah, it's so like for me, infinity, like, you know, if I had to like, you know, pick between the two for me, infinity war is the better movie, just like the way it's continuous Mm. and keeps going and like back and forth. And you're like, now we're here and now we're here. And just how everything kind of falls into place. It, it, you know, if I got to criticize something, it's now we've opened the whole, you know, the whole literal portal with the time travel and the multiverse and, you know, going between different realities and this and that. 
And I think for a lot of people, at least from what I read and everything, you know, you were almost good until the end. And then suddenly Cap's got to go back and live that second life. And now it's like, why did you, you know, like, I get what you wanted to do there. I get that you wanted to close the Cap story. And, and it finally comes to the conclusion that people wanted. But now we've like thrown a whole loop in it where, well, he we put all the stones back and but now he's like an old man. And so like that. So like there's bits and pieces like kind of going back and doing the the postmortem after it as I'm going through that are like, okay, like I questioned this a little bit. So for me, maybe not completely lived up expectations, but it tied up all the loose ends that I needed to have tied up. um, So Kellen, do you think that um, there was stuff uh, in in game that sort of not necessarily like a letdown, but um, like, Gerbo was saying, like, something that could have been improved upon for in, uh, for in-game? I've been waiting two months to say this shit. Yes. Oh, two shit. months. Uh-oh. No, it's not, it's not a hot-ass take. Honestly, I'm... I, I have... I have been... I have groomed myself to be able to pick shit apart. I like I, I know when something's wrong. Like I, I don't take shit at face value. Like and like oh like I, I'm a wrestling fan, so I have a suspension of disbelief, obviously. <laughs> but still, like if something doesn't make sense in a movie, it really bothers me. And I gotta say that I was just so happy with the entire film itself and game that I honestly have nothing that I can complain about about this movie. I don't care about Cap going back. I don't care about Tony dying. I don't care about Pepper coming out with the armor. Um, I don't care about... Um, <laughs> I don't care about... Um, I, I don't have any problems, man. I don't care about Hawk being smart. I don't care about how did they get the time stones back and how did that work, but Cap was still... like. The thing is, like, I did say I, I was scared about it being a time travel movie, and I got into it a little bit on the last episode about because I like Back to the Future so much, and as much as it has its problems, that's like the definitive time travel movie for me. So anytime anyone else wants to do a time travel story, I'm very wary going into it. But I, I just took a step back and let things happen, man. And honestly, man, I I don't have any problems with how they wrap things up in film 21, especially with of uh, the original Avengers. Now the the I. We're going to talk a little bit about sort of um, Marvel fatigue later, but it sounds like you love in-game, but was there a particular reason why you've only seen it once? Um, mo- mostly, um, I'd say it's been time constraints. Like, I've been traveling a lot the past few months, and then right now Angel's out of the country, so it's just me and Aaliyah. And I just, I just haven't taken a real time to go and sit down enough for another three hours to watch it. Um, and... So I, I would like to see it again. I, I did happen to start it again on um I, I ran across it on someone hooked me up with something and I was like, Oh, let me borrow your screener copy of this film and I watched a little bit of it, but I didn't finish it and I just never went back to it. But that that night in question, when I was there with Anthony and and Gary, who's been on the pod, and then uh, two other friends of us of ours um watching this movie, like it is probably my best experience I've ever had in the movie theater in my entire life. Like, I've never had more fun watching a movie. It was a midnight crowd, and all the motherfuckers there see the end game. They were about to shit. So he's ready. They's ready. 
and like every single thing got a reaction. There was yelling, and there was yelling from me, of course, but there was yelling from other people, which is, was not normal for me. There was uh, a laughter, there was tears, there was shouts, there was gasp. It was everything that like you hear people say, "I went to go see this movie," and everybody in the cr- crowd was just so into this movie. I'd never had that moment until Endgame, mm. so that heightened the whole experience for me. Okay, I mean, it sounds like you definitely experienced that. I mean, I think that it's only probably well. I don't know if you heard, but they're gonna actually do a re-release next weekend to include mm-hmm. like a deleted Guess scene. Who yeah, be there. a lot of deleted scenes. I heard. Yeah, and um, opposed to like another um, like a like an actual post-credit scene this time. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, you may want to. Well, actually- guess who? Guess whose wife is back in town and who just did a uh, fifteen days or so by himself with the kid and has oh, a regal yeah. gift card. <laughs> you know, Anthony, Anthony, if I hit you up, be ready. I'll be ready. <laughs> I work the next nine days straight though, so. Oh. But I'll be ready. Okay. I mean, my my man, like we both had to work the next day after um, uh, end game. Like he, I think, did you open that day or did you close the next day? I forget, but I remember a bunch of stupid shit happened at my job, and I remember texting you on my break, being like, "These motherfuckers." I was like, "But I saw Endgame last night." <laughs> That's right. That's right. Nice. You hit. Yeah, and I had to be at work at like eight fifty the next day or something crazy, nine o'clock. But I was like, "Fuck it, I'm doing this shit. I don't care. It's for the Endgame." I quit a I job. I think about it. I probably opened because it was Thursday night and the Friday yeah. morning, so. You quit a job? No, no, no. I remember I, I quit. Uh, I, I had quit uh, my job a few years. But well, this was when uh, Dark Knight Rises came out. Okay. Yes, the fire was, rises. Yeah, the fire rises. <laughs> I was getting ready to. I was like, man, I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna give him two weeks. And then I was like, wait, Dark Knight Rises comes out this weekend, and if I come back to work. The next day, it's gonna ruin my experience with Dark Knight Rises. So fuck them. I quit today. <laughs> and I, I gave my notice, and I was like, "Hey, I had written that I was gonna quit uh, like a week or two from now, but I'm actually it's gonna be this Friday. So I'm sorry." Hey um, man, first first of all, <laughs> in in 2019. Well, I know this was years ago, but in 2019. You, I'm sorry, man. You know, you don't owe these jobs two weeks. Man. You don't unless, owe them shit. Uh, unless you're a, a cop or a firefighter, chuck the deuce and keep it moving. <laughs> like you don't owe these people and shit. Anybody listening to this podcast, I want you to take away from this podcast about Avengers Endgame is fuck these jobs. You don't owe them shit. So you don't. It's, Let's keep it rolling. I'm sorry for derailing everything. Well, that, that's no, such an important thing to say. See, this this is a byproduct of capitalism. Fuck this job. Oh man, but uh, but Eric, for you. So um, now we already mentioned, you know, the nearly two dozen films that are already in the in the books for the MCU. Do you think that? for these 11 years for this story building and this universe building, do you think that Endgame was the payoff that us fans rightfully deserved? Um, yeah, for the moment, I, mean, uh, I think that was like the name of the, it should have been Avengers payoff because <laughs> I felt like that they, they were more concerned with making sure that 
everything and everybody got closure more so than trying to make like a uh something that was they were they were trying to be satisfying in an emotional way more so than like here's this one movie take it and be super impressed with it versus you know here's this is the closure because they, I, I I feel that Marvel, Kevin Feige, all the guys that are behind that were smart enough to realize that this was going to be a lot of people's uh, stop. You know, this is going to be where a lot of people got off the train and they were trying to set it up so that it was like, here are all your emotional payoffs. Whereas I feel that this re-release to get is more so the um, okay, guys. Here he is where you have these deleted scenes that probably have more of the you know one of the biggest complaints was not enough action, not enough death, where people felt like some people's story arcs were should have ended in death. You know, it was like there's a lot of people who felt like you know, and we were bracing ourselves. You know, like unfortunately, things like Game of Thrones, which also came out that weekend. Uh, was like just kind of has prepared us or made us expect the worst to happen. And then even just as people, when we expect something, even when we expect the worst, we've already prepared ourselves for something. We've already planned for the worst thing to happen. Even when that worst thing doesn't happen, it's not like there are people out there that would be like, huh, the worst didn't happen. Now what? It was where they're like confused, you know. Um, so, yeah, for for what we get, for what I feel, for what we got, I think that like the emotional payoff was there. Um, but for you know, there are some people who who wanted that, and I'll I'll, I'll include myself. I feel like we kind of got off easy, you know. Like you know, you lose Iron Man. Okay, spoilers. Oh, um, damn it. <laughs> You didn't know. Sorry. No, man. I watched the movie Damn. and I didn't know. Damn, my bad. <laughs> um, but but yeah, you know, but you, as Pharrell told us, no one ever really dies. So, hey, that's a name of one of our episodes. Plug. Um, but yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's same thing with Game of Thrones. Like there were tons of people who were lost, and I don't know if it was just a thing where people felt like there were we lost not the we didn't lose enough or we didn't lose like how we wanted that, to you know what i mean exactly so it's like everybody's yeah. got their theories everybody's got their things that they want to see pay off and when it doesn't you know but for what i think like the 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 the, the casuals the people who just joined you know around infinity war or the the people who didn't start watching until black the black folks who didn't start watching until black panther you know what I'm saying who got <laughs> right. their who got black panther back like from you know what I mean like as far as all that stuff i really only expected uh in game to bring back the characters you know what i mean like i had i had about a five boxes on my checklist but on there was you know bring back the characters that got uh that got snapped Snap. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because you know when people are in there crying about people, I'm like, "Dog, it's a comic book film based on comic books. Nobody dies in comic books, okay? So you'll be fine." My cousin lost her shit when T'Challa went away. <laughs> it was like because she's not she's not 
familiar. With I can't relate to that at all. She's not familiar to post. Shut up, Anthony. Superman. Shut up, Anthony. She's not Sarcasm. used to, to, to post Superman's death comics. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, there's no such thing as death. So it's like even the people that got killed will probably be back. So, you know, chew on that. Yeah, I I I do see the parallels between Endgame and this last season of Thrones, where a lot of people wanted scorched earth, but it's like yeah. for for Thrones, you really had people who were part of season one, season two, who've been on this long ass ride. They got clapped out the frame. We, we lost, but like so that many wasn't people, enough, bro. Well, yeah, we're not gonna spoil it because some we're not gonna spoil the Thrones because some people Helen, haven't watched it yet. I know but, it happens. I'm well, gonna yeah, still I mean, watch it. But yeah, but still a fucking amazing show. Yeah, but for but for Endgame, like I mean, literally the first movie of this whole journey, the main character he got clapped out the frame in a sort of super dramatic way. Romanoff, like she got clapped, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we, we I know. Oh my God, that's what we're gonna talk. We're, we're gonna talk about that later. But yeah, man. So I think for me, like, um, I think the world building that they've done has been. I mean, there's definitely been like faults, you know. We'll talk about Captain Marvel a little bit later, also. But you know, they've had like a little bit of missteps. But for 11 years, like. They've really held this universe down in like in a great way, and so for me, like the world building was totally worth it. Like the multiple viewings, the hours upon hours. Like for me, like I, you know, I absolutely loved Endgame. Um, it met my expectations. Um, I I loved Infinity War. I saw Infinity War maybe like six or seven times, like before Endgame came out. Um, yeah, like for me, it it definitely met my expectations, and it sounds like for everyone else, um, the payoff sounded like it was worth it. Now, going to the actual movie itself, I want to get you guys um, input for your favorite movie from Endgame. For me, my actually the funny thing is my favorite moment was actually watching oh, movement. The you theater. said movie, you yeah, said no, favorite no, movie no, from bad. Endgame. My bad, <laughs> my bad. It's, uh, it's all good. Okay. I just I was yeah. messing. Yeah, my favorite moment from Endgame. My favorite moment from Endgame actually is was seeing it in the theater, sort of like Kellen. But the second time I went to see it, I was sitting next to this dad who bought his two kids. And one of them was maybe like 13, other one was like eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. And specifically, like they're going nuts the whole movie, whatever. But the moment when uh Cap picked up the hammer. Don't say he, it. Like these kids oh, were fucking ham. Like, ham. Like the whole theater went ham when Cap got yeah. the hammer. Like, mm-hmm. like, but these kids like watching because I knew it was coming because I saw it like two days before, and I knew they were going to lose their shit. And so watching them watch that scene, like that shit was like definitely. 50 out of 10 like it was definitely like, <laughs> like these 11 years came down to this moment nah. and these kids lost their shit so, the, so that was definitely my favorite part of Endgame. The most fire part about that part is Thor Thor's I, reaction. I, I, knew, I knew it I knew it Oh my god like he was so hyped like he didn't give a shit that his boy could use his hammer like he was like you know what I mean like he and, and, uh, and yeah, I the think, part right, like right after that too, where they're like that he ends up with the Thor ends up with the hammer and Cap with the 
Stormbreaker. Uh, yeah, Stormbreaker. Yeah. They're like, nah, switch back. This don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was take the little one. Yeah. Yeah. Take the little yeah. one. Thor. I, I want to call. I want to just say, uh, just put a, a vote in the ballot uh, for Thor for MVP of this film because um, just you know what I mean. Like the whole thing about you know with the 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 weight and whatever else. Like that's fine. Like you know everybody having a problem with them you know making that like a running gag i get it you know but underneath all of that thor remaining uh worthy like there was never a time where he wasn't worthy it was just like he was just on his ass you know and he was having a hard time and he was dealing with ptsd and he needed you know like he, he he needed a kick in the pants from his mom like it was it was that all of that was dope there was nothing ever whack about Thor being on screen, which was crazy to me because I've never been like a Thor fan um, in the books. Like, I always found him like by himself, like, to be boring to me, anyway. But just Chris Hemsworth's uh, uh, portrayal and just everything about... And then, so when him with him yelling, I knew it, it was like he's a good friend. <laughs> he's like, he was, he had belief in cap. Like it was like, that was the very reason he brought the hammer to begin with. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? He put his hand out to, you know, he was like, all right, still worthy. Sweet. I'll bring this with me because I know that captain America can wield this bitch. <laughs> and so it was like all the way back there. So not only is even when he has to deal with his own shit, it's still like, meanwhile, I know that Steve Rogers is dope enough to use this, so we're gonna need this. See you in a minute. That's dope to me. Definitely, uh, yeah. George. George, what was your favorite moment from the movie? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to think of a second one because it's it's the you know it's it's the same for me too, and I'm like, what in the world is second then to that if we've all got uh, cap wielding hammer? So. I mean, if that's number one, that's number one. That's number yeah. one. I, yeah, I think yeah, assemble too. One. When he said, when he whispers assemble, yeah. I'm kind of glad he just said us just said it because if he yelled assemble, I would have jumped into the screen. <laughs> I would have been helping them Absolutely. fight. You know what I mean? Like if he yelled assemble, bro, that would have been too much for me because I was mm, capture mm. guy, man. I get it. Christ, <laughs> like I've like dressed as Cap for the and um like to um kind of like block the street for when pedestrians are coming or like when the walkers of uh the, the walker hunger are coming and then like stop people and then like let cars go and so there was one point when i did that and like i've gotten into a crowd of people with a captain america with, with cap shield and mask and yelled avengers assemble to a crowd <laughs> before and like let people like yo that shit gets people so hype all right i wish i had video of there's a picture of me doing it with a walk for hunger shirt on and like like throwing like like holding the shield forward and yelling avengers assemble that needs to be the new alapal cover picture people lose their shit bro like they went crazy and this was well before any of like the like this was like around maybe like first avenger this wasn't even like oh yeah the cap that we know and love like this was like around that time so when he 
strapped up half of that shield to Jon Snow with Thanos in them. Like, mm. <laughs> that shit was so dope. And I was like, man. His arm cool. was wrecked, too. Like, he no, was like, strapping it up on, like, a, a huge wound. Bruh. When they, exactly. And then, like, and I mean, you know it's coming. Like, you, you, you know it's happening. And then the nigga hit him with the, on your left? What? It's like, bro. And then, you know, Black Panther come out. Like, this is the first time black people ain't late. <laughs> oh, he came through there. And, like, I, I know I'm kind of just, like, letting this shit go. But, the, yeah, once everybody came through the portals and shit, I was like, fam, I'm about to sock the, the nearest nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just off. So, like, I was like, Lil John might as well have come on at that point. Because it was just, <laughs> I'm hyped. Okay. Damn, I was hyped. All right, you so... don't give a damn. We don't give a fuck. Some young bloods. Exactly. exactly. Oh, I, I was I was in the 11th grade when that came out. I'm I'm with you, Kellen. Uh, I was at the club stomp. when that was out. So yeah. No, we almost stomped through the floor on that shit. I was in a club when that shit came out, and it was doing like the eight town the uh, uh, stomp town uh, stomp. Uh, yeah. Stomp. Almost went through the, the through the ceiling in that shit, but that's another story for another day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it sounds like so we're based well so far we're three for three with Thor picking up the hammer is the best well favorite moment at least. Um, Ant and Kellen, do you guys agree or do you guys have another another number one? Um, I agree with that being my favorite moment, but I, I do want to suggest another entry that I really was excited about in the moment. Um, since I, I've been a day one MCU guy, um, when Tony managed to get the stones off of off of uh, Thanos and then them bitches dropped into his, into his armor and shit. And he's like, what do you, I am inevitable. He's like, I am Iron Man's. And that was it. That, 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 I mean, it's super happy ending shit or whatever, but yeah. I, 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 for me, for it to be Tony and for him to make that move. And then like, Do- uh, Dr. Strange hold up the one finger to him and shit. Like right before that, like, uh, I really enjoyed that moment. It wasn't bigger than Cap picking up Monir, or um, no, absolutely not. But um, for sure, I, I did enjoy that moment as well. Yeah, it's definitely, a- definitely the top is Cap. I liked Hulk and Banner together though, like him figuring that out. Just because I thought it was funny when they was in the, like in the restaurant piece. Oh, uh, uh, Zaddy Hulk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a saddie dog. <laughs> Taking all the selfies and stuff, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so I guess we're all in agreement that that is the top moment from Endgame. But other than the top moments, there were definitely some heavy, dramatic moments that across the intranets and intranet, uh, interwebs, shout out to Combat Jack, um, across the interwebs, a lot of people felt very emotional during the film. I'm going to ask you guys, and if you don't want to elaborate, uh, you don't have to, but if you just want to give a yes or no answer, that's fine. During any part of Endgame, whether it's the beginning, the end, or even like during the credits, or even in the car ride home, did you have a couple of sniffles or sniffles, or even let out a flat out tear uh, during Endgame? Well, um, as Anthony likes to point out, I do have one episode of Crying Nation to my name, <laughs> and so I only have 102 episodes. But uh, I didn't cry because I was so freaking tired oh. in that moment. Um, but uh, I, I definitely felt it in my chest. 
Um, so I'm, I'm imagining next time I actually do a full viewing, there will be tears, but that's no surprise for me. And did you, did you get a little bit misty at all? My he has no wa- feelings. My eyes watered a little bit. That oh, okay. No, no, no actual tears came, but they did kind of, they did, did kind of get watered. So okay. like right there, it was that spot where he talked about with Iron Man, like he did the snap and it's like, okay, well shit, he's really dead now. You know, that kind of. Yeah, yeah, so that was definitely. Be, am I going to be the only one to admit to it then that, <laughs> that it got? Oh, no, 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 you okay. won't. No, you okay. won't, brother. Okay. We're brothers. No, you won't. Okay. You're in a safe, a safe space, right. Gerbo. I got, I got. This is the crazy part because my my roommate saw it first before I did, and then we saw it together, and he's like laughing, and it's like I'm crying, and like it's involuntarily, like it's not just like, you just sitting there, and it's like shit, man, I'm crying over there. It like sneaks up on you. So I got, I got four moments, you know, Ooh. probably like obvious Damn, ones. Boy. Uh, Ant Man coming back and hugging his daughter. Ooh, that, yeah, I got me. And, that was and, and, they, and, the, and they said it with the music and everything, and I'm like, damn, you know, he's going down the street, and it's like she's in the house, and like that, that was wild. Um, obviously, less, not not so much Tony doing the snap, but the funeral where it's literally just like every single character in the universe pretty much is at the funeral, and they're just going through them all like with that slow camera pan. Like that was that was ridiculous. Yeah. obviously everybody coming through the portals and all that, but like the one that gets me and like, I still don't know like why it's, it's Tony hugging his dad at the, leaving the army base with, uh, with the Deseract. Yeah, no. Like that was just like, you know, kind of, he can't tell Howard, you know, I mean, we know how fractured the relationship is and how he died and how Howard died and everything. But like, it's almost like a validation an unspoken validation for 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 both of them somehow oddly yeah like howard yeah. gets something from tony who he doesn't know is his son and tony gets something from howard and he, he can't tell him that like i'm your son like that there was just something about that like it was you know you've done because he always he, he's a he's a you know a genius who always had you're not the only one cursed with knowledge like he's got the knowledge and it's all been about trying to figure out how best to use it to save the planet and like this kind of felt like a way to like hand the baton almost from Howard to Tony in a way that Howard almost would have wanted, even though he can't know that. Like that was wild for yeah. me. Well, yeah. I, um, yeah. one more I want to sneak in here real quick. Um, at the end of the movie, when I'm happy sitting with his daughter, with Tony's daughter, and she's like, yeah. "I want a cheeseburger," and he's <laughs> like, "I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want." Like that, that, that shit hit me real hard too. I was like, I was like, "Oh, she wants cheeseburgers." Tony <laughs> wanted a cheeseburger when he got out of captivity. Uh. Yeah, yeah so. man. For for me, I it it's I saw the movie three times in the theaters, and so it hit me in in different waves each time. Like the first time, the actual real first experience I had with even getting like Misty was when Romanoff and Hawkeye they were basically battling to see like who would survive to get the Soul Stone, and it's the moment where like they're hanging off the cliff. And she's basically like, let me go. And he does. I didn't see that coming at fucking all. And that shit rocked me. Like, that oh, shit was yeah. like, mm. that shit was hard. Like, like, that shit was crazy. And then the funny thing is like, well, not funny, but the first time Tony died, it didn't really hit me until 
like the light in his chest went off and he stopped moving. And then now it was like, oh shit, he's really fucking dead. And like, he's he, like, he's just gone. Yeah, and right. so, and so that was something that was moving for me too. And, and worry about the, like the cheeseburgers part, like that shit was sad. I, and the funny thing is like the third, I think the last time I saw it, something that moved me that I didn't really expect was when, whenever, Thor was actually talking to his mom the last time, mm, and he was saying, yeah. "Yes, like that's mine right there." Like, yeah, like, that shit was like, "Oh, I got mom damn. triggers." So you know, you already know, I got mom triggers, man. So yeah, absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like this movie, because like people like to dismiss, like, like you know, the comic book movies, like they, in the grand scheme, you know, they may not like mean anything overall but i mean this is what these 11 years sort of can do like if if this is just a one-off movie like no one's really moved by tony's death or like any of the stuff really but these movies like these hours put into these films like like it definitely paid off for this movie but um eric so you already mentioned um his the last time thor saw his mom was there anything else in the movie that sort of moved you in that way Oh, okay, I didn't. You kind of blanked out. I don't know if you're talking to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, all the Thor stuff, honestly, everything Thor, um, because you know we, you know he had it. It was he still blamed himself for everything that happened. He blamed himself for the snap. So all the stuff that he's just carrying, like this, just like a soul is super heavy. And then it's like you know we get. You know, we get out of shape, quote-unquote, Thor, um, to where it's like he was literally and figuratively carrying this weight um, to where it was just like, dog, that could have happened. Like, there was no way that Thanos was going to lose. You know what I mean? Right. We got Infinity War. Like, Infinity War was so great because it was the... um, it was the hero's journey, but for Thanos, who, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I still, I agree, but at the same time, like, yeah, like, you, you lost half your, you know, you lost half of humanity and, and, and living creatures or whatever, and you were the guy at the moment to stop it all and to, to the point where it's like, you know, hell yeah, I would feel the exact same way of having... uh carry this around with me and then like you know you 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 kill him at the very beginning and it's too little too late it didn't do any good you knew it wasn't you kind of were going you know what i mean like that one caught me off guard i mean obviously i in the grand scheme of things i knew that thanos would be back somehow that that wasn't it but when thor came in it was just like hey hey, y'all hadouken yeah, <laughs> and then left like it was just like I aim for the head. I had to kill him, but at the same time, like, what was it worth? You know, like, right. didn't do anything. It's too little, too late. But I just can't let him live. And then it's like, you know, I'm out and I'm secluded, and you know, yeah, all the stuff with Thor is just heartbreaking. Even you know, and then the redemption. Like his whole thing, like this. That's why I say he's still like I'm another vote in the ballot for MVP. But um, yeah, that and um, oh god, I had another one. Just the return of uh, just like when Groot came back, 
and, and rocket reacted it, you know, like, oh, yeah. because yeah. we also got that reaction, um, you know, when, when, when group got snapped, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and rocket was just like, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, Bradley Cooper does an amazing job with that voice and, um, you know, just, I mean, he's an amazing actor anyway, but just his, his, the way he makes rocket trash panda, Raccoon, whatever you want to think he is, the the the, the stuff that he's able to do with him rabbit. just with his voice. Sweet rabbit, sweet, sweet rabbit. rabbit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just feel for Rocket Man, and then like for him to like for him to lose Groot, for us to lose Groot, because you know who hates Groot? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. You meet a soul. You meet a person who doesn't like Groot. You punch them in the face, and no judge will convict you. You know, so it's like uh, for 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 uh, what we got with Rocket um, in that too. Just he's such an emotional character. So for him and to for him to get Groot back, you know, it, it, that yeah, that was just amazing to me, and it, and it got me. All right, so. I do want to say real quick. Um, does everybody agree that Nat and uh and Clint were fucking at some point? That's yes. point. Yeah. My man, he hit that shit raw and was that Bangladesh one? Budapest. Budapest. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm naming this episode Knights in Budapest. I'm dead ass too. Great time in Budapest. <laughs> Yo, they was getting it in in that Motel Six, man. Yeah. That's the whole reason why they remember it very differently. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> he, yes, he did. You're right. He did. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot all right go ahead marcus <laughs> <laughs> well but, well other than uh the one night in budapest um there were these ultimate moments that we love for the movie uh exciting you know even moments that are like emotionally waiting but i think the biggest sort of controversy i don't know if it's a real controversy or not but i saw the biggest backlash from the movie was the woman empowerment scene at the end of Endgame <laughs> where it's like it's like uh, um, uh, Peter Parker is all fucked up. He has a black eye. He's like, oh my god, what do I do now? And like he hands off the um, the gauntlet and then all of a sudden the women um, heroes of the MCU, uh, MCU they converge and then they kick um, they just kick ass or whatever. For a lot of people, they thought it was sort of like a sort of, it'd be quite frank, people thought it was sort of cheesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just sort of over the top. For me personally, like I didn't have necessarily a problem with it, more so because I felt like it represented something for the greater good. But at the same time, like there are a lot of people who were very boisterous and thinking that it was sort of unnecessary. Um, so, Kellen, we're going to keep this all with you. So, yes, sir. I, I will. I, no, no, me. Let, let me do it because I was. I was. Please. Let me all right, go, go ahead. Go all right, ahead. I'll tag you in. You got the hot tag. Go I, I had the hot ass take of this uh, when it first came out. And, um, and I was kind of ashamed of myself because I am like. You guys know, I'm the least that guy. The least you know, problematic out of all of the, us. Is that what you're trying to say? As much <laughs> as I try to be, like you know, I'm the least. Like I, you know, I, I've got my two daughters. I want them to feel empowered at all times. You know, Jada's in jujitsu, so if a guy messes with her, I want her to be able to choke him out and drop off a hat. Like I want my children to be badass. 
my second daughter is going to be Salon. She's going to to beat somebody's beat a man's ass in an elevator at some point in time. I'm saving bail money for her instead of college uh, college fund. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I my, my my co-host is uh, is female when, wherever she can make it. All this stuff, and then that happened in the movie, and I felt myself. And I'm, uh, this is an admission again. I'm doing a lot of confessing. Um, I was like, ugh. For a second, I caught myself and I felt bad because I thought that shit was cheesy. Not because... Um, it being women. Know, not because it was women, but because it was Mantis. It was like, Mantis, if you don't sit your ass down somewhere before they kill you... like, And then she's like trying to frown and all that. I'm like, no, bitch, not you. But like... Yeah, of course. I mean, comics is pandering. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there are people who, oh, this is pandering. Of course it's pandering. Comic books is pandering. Who do you, why do you think, like, you know, Robin of Batman and Robin exists because if we give boys a little boy in a book, they can plug themselves in into this book. That was the whole purpose of Robin Dick Grayson. And so why the fuck not? give little girls and, you know, hell, grown women for that matter, their moment to have, you know, that badassery of, uh, you know, um, Captain Marvel being, uh, having all her girls uh, flanked on each side to help her get to the thing. My, my, I realized that, like, my issue in all of that was Mantis standing up and like, who you gonna make? Go to sleep. Sit down. Paul, like, Love you, but I don't want you in trouble. Get out of the way. You are so ugly. (laughs) I love her, but uh, yeah, that was like my thing. But I really, I myself caught myself like being like, "Mm, "What this bitch gonna do?" You know what I mean? Like, and I felt real bad. Does uh, anybody share Eric's uh, opinion on that? Not to that extent. It was just a little forced, I think. Yeah, like, I mean, but, it felt forced. Yeah, and like the the thing for me is like the the way I juxtapose it against Infinity War when Black Widow and Okoye come to help out Scarlet Witch in when she's in the ditch and everything, and she's like, "No, she has us," and like it's all three of them fighting in that moment. There's a way I thought that they could have made it seem more like natural. part of the bat natural exactly as opposed to just like hey we're there's seven of us eight of us standing here and now we're all going to take the the gauntlet like that that was like the kind of the weird forced part of it for me yeah because even if you because i guess their history with just like writing women like if you look at that scene and also look at like black panther where you have these women of wakanda like there's no sort of like oh yeah women have to do X, Y, and Z, so let's give them X, Y, and Z. Like, no, like, they're already badasses already. Yeah. Like, like they already have their power. Like, they already have their respect. And so when you watch Black Panther, it's like, these are women kicking ass. Like, we don't need any referendums. Like, these are bad bitches kicking ass. Like, that's yeah. all it is, right? Yeah, and so, like just- yeah, exactly. Yeah, but in this scene, it was sort of like, you know, let's converge, you know, like Voltron right now so we can <laughs> show it on screen at the exact exact moment what these bad bitches can do. And it's it was like, like they, they might as well play Beyonce formation at that point. Like, 
that actually if they would have <laughs> if they would have did that like everyone that would have actually been kind of fire like <laughs> <laughs> what if Beyonce just popped up out of the rubble Beyonce was there Beyonce got it. she's been brought back oh my god <laughs> she's it's a, re- Beyonce it's a return snapped. show oh god, what if Beyonce got snapped just That's imagine the suicide things, like, numbers Oh my god! Like that was one of the things I was like, you know, never mind. And I don't want to derail us, but um, we think about like who else Thanos now? Because we always saw was heroes, big fucking deal. Like they sign up for this, but like, what about everybody else? Like the the forty five go? Because do we need to bring everybody back? Beyonce <laughs> go. Shaq, I always wonder where Shaq is when, in these worlds. Like, I was, I wonder where Shaq is in the Walking Shaq. Dead. Like, like I watch Walking Dead. Like, where the fuck is Shaq right? Now? You know, like, I always wonder where Shaq is when the world change, gets changed drastic. Shaq, Shaq is so agreeable that he probably just has just Walking Dead like zombies like asking for selfies. So right. he's he's probably just <laughs> he's like you can have a, you can have uh, a selfie. Can I over here with Big Diesel? Can I get the general insurance, Shaq? Yeah, right. So yeah, like that's that's the thing I was kind of wondering, like, well, what what the fuck else? That would have been kind of dope if they would like, you know, show like David Hasselhoff coming back from the dead or something. Like, oh snap, I don't know where I was, and everybody's just lost all this time. But I wish they could have brought Stan Lee back from the dead. Oh wow, wow! Wait, it's very dark. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, was that bad? Was that badly Tom? My bad. <laughs> it's too soon. Yes. Well, at least you soon. want him to come back. Uh, amen. So, Kelly, you didn't answer. So, corny or nah? Nah, that shit was fire. It gave me Val- Valkyrie back. I don't care about anything else. So, I'm good. <laughs> Tessa Thompson right, went up, go. though. <laughs> there you go. Kellen, the most woke among us. <laughs> I know. But, uh, well, oh, actually. Tessa Thompson. Oh uh, no, she's fire. Uh, I heard um, MIB wasn't fire, but um, fire. West Westworld was fire, so she's going to be in that. So, but um, all right. So actually, let's let's sort of stick with this idea of what MCU wanted to do with like women empowerment because, uh, like this is you know it's over a decade of this universe that we're being built, but at the same time, like for this last year, well, this year in particular, other than um, in game, they've already had some sort of slight missteps. Like, um, I think we can agree, Captain Marvel for the most part, it was a disappointment. There was a lot of things that they could have did with that movie that they just sort of fell flat with. And we're, you know, only a couple of well, about a month away from um, Far From Home, but there has been like really much excitement generated for that movie yet, um, which is really surprising because. Whenever Spider-Man came back in the movie, like my whole theater, like every time I saw it, like they all went nuts. Oh, but man. there's not I'm very saying. much there's not very much excitement for the movie yet. So do you guys think that we have sort of reached this fatigue with the MCU yet or just Marvel? Well, not Marvel, but just comic movies in general? George, uh, why don't you go for your first George? Yeah, I I not necessarily fatigue. I think it's a lot of uncertainty maybe is is what it is so like that may be the reason there's not excitement yet like what is next we kind of knew as we were going through like oh there's going to be this and then spider-man's going to debut and everything so we know there's black panther 2 in the pipeline we know the black widow movie's coming we know 
Um, Doctor Strange, second Doctor Strange movie. We know potentially a, a fourth Thor movie, but like how all these pieces fit together and where they're going, I think is why we don't like yet have. There's no. We don't, we don't know the direction yet. There is a direction, just the fans, we don't know it yet. And I think that's probably some of the reason why people are like, and, and just obviously the emotional like investment of two years. Like, I mean, I've just was watching, I saw uh, Infinity War like four times in theaters and then just like continued to watch the same YouTube clips over and over again because I love them so much. Like not even like the whole movie on digital, just like the parts I want to see, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because so, I'm lazy like that. I'm just I'm just like, Q Thor coming into Wakanda. Like that's, and then like Q Thor coming into Wakanda with um, the immigrant song or whatever over the top of it with him landing. Just because like, I like those, I like those internet uh, mismatches. Like th that's what I, so I've just like was so, is there one with Thor coming into 500 miles? That'd be kind of hilarious. Oh man, that would be really, really good. <laughs> oh man, now I gotta find that one. I gotta find that. Um, but no, just like so, you we were so emotionally invested. Like now, obviously, there is going to be just like the the little bit of the letdown because we have invested two plus, you know, a whole decade. But like the last two years specifically, waiting, you know, for these two ends of the of the the first decade of, of Marvel Studios. So I think now it's just we need to figure out where the direction is going for people to get that hype back again. Are you excited for Far From Home? I am. I mean, it's I, I, I kind of like it'll be interesting just to go into a movie, I guess, without expectations. Like, you know, every time you go see like, oh, you know, C Civil War. Oh, man, we know they're setting up for Black Panther. Oh, there it is. You know, and then you see the post credit and then like, here's Black Panther. And it's like, oh, man, this is great. But I know it's setting up for Ragnarok. And then like, here's, you know, so we were always going in like, this is going to be great. But what's next? And I think now it'll be nice to just go in and enjoy what, at least for me, from the trailer looks to be, you know, just a fun, uh, you know, take on the next generation with with Spider-Man and Tom Holland. This movie has a lot of weight on his shoulders. Mm hmm. A lot of elaborate. Yeah. yeah, you're the oh, Spidey. Well, sure. You're, you're, sure. you're, you're, you're I, the Spidey. You're the Spidey pick, man. Pick up. Um, the reason I say that is because it's supposed to. Um, I mean, it's the first. It's the first movie after Endgame. Obviously, let me pause this immigrant song thing. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I was looking at it. Um, it the re it's the first movie after Endgame. I mean, they've already. I mean, oh, this world without Tony Stark, and everybody's kind of getting back into it from um, being snapped. And then there's hints in the trailer about there being a, a multi, the multiverse and everything, and um, being different realities and stuff that gives that the MCU could possibly explore. The main thing is they they can't. The movie's going to do its numbers, but I just feel like this is going to get judged way more harshly than it would have like when Homecoming came out, just because this is essentially Iron Man all over again. Like, they're using Spider-Man to relaunch this next section of MCU. If we're going to get another 11 years of films leading up to Avengers 8, I guess, then this is the pivotal moment. And I, I feel like that if they... They could lose people. Um, and I mean, There's already people who's not going to come along for the ride. They're like, probably we're like good with um, Endgame and this is where they're stopping. But you're going to have those people like us who go to see um, far from home and want to see what happens next. And it, it's, it's very, um, it, like I said, it's, it's a big, um, it's a lot of burden to bear for the Spider-Man franchise alone because Tom Holland's greatest Spider-Man, the casting's great. All the pieces are there, but if this movie doesn't hit like it's supposed to, it could change a lot of things. And 
the future for Marvel because I know they're going back to Comic Con this summer in San Diego and going to start announcing new stuff, which they haven't done in the past two years because Infinity War and Endgame were such secret projects. So, what this movie does could have an impact on those announcements as well. Mm. Boom. Was a boom. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you actually answered the question. <laughs> well, I, I thought somebody else was going to come in there when I just. I just wanted to throw that out there, and I thought somebody else was going to talk, and it wouldn't. But yeah, you're welcome. I can you're talk a, a little. You're bit. the Spidey guy, man. Um, and you know, I'm on record as being less than nice to Spider-Man. Um, I'm a huge fan of Tom Holland's version. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, I, 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 Kellen. I don't want to go too deep, but like they're teasing this uh, Tobey Maguire multiverse thing. Like, you know, what? Do we, how do you feel about all that type of stuff that it may open up based on what the the trailers and the teaser little things that they've they've put out so far? I'm not worried about that at all. Okay, <laughs> um, is, it, is it a misdirect? It's definitely misdirect because uh, Tobey Maguire wants nothing to do with the Spider-Man franchise ever since he got away from it. Mm-hmm. Like, he refuses to even talk about it in interviews and has for years. Mm-hmm. So unless he's hurting for some money or decided he wants to not be a part of that, uh, be a little bit less douchier when, like, when he was running around Leonardo a few years back, mm-hmm. um, he's not going to come back into the MCU in any way, shape, or form that I, that I think of. Okay. And I, they'd be crazy to, to go that route, too, even if there's people saying, we wanted Sam Raimi Spider-Man 4. No, you didn't. <laughs> Stop. Like, I did in... In, in 2008 or whatever, well, 2009 would have been when it came out. I wanted it then. It didn't happen, and that's it. Okay. All right. So, Ant, do you have, um, not, necessarily, not necessarily just for Marvel, but overall, like, do you have any comic book movie fatigue, and are you looking forward to, um, well, did you like um, Homecoming? Are you looking forward to uh, Far From Home? I actually have not seen Homecoming either. Oh yeah, so I haven't really watched any of the Spider-Man ones. They just—I don't know—they never really caught my attention. Were you ever like into Spider-Man growing up, or not at all? Not really. No. I'm I'm his only exposure to Spider-Man. Man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Michael Keaton, Pittsburgh connection. He's 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 dating his daughter. It's crazy. (laughs) There you go. Spoilers, yeah. There That's like go. one of the biggest oh, moments shit. in the movie, girl. Damn, oh. Shit. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Might as well read man. on Wikipedia now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And this he, will be Turbo's I, last he, appearance on, uh, on If he ain't seen we, we, we gave a week for end, for Endgame. If he ain't seen it in a, two years yeah, now, like. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just, I'm just fair kidding, game, man. right? Ostie would be cutting you up right now, though. Oh, Ostie I know. would be I having know. to feel that. <laughs> We're in the spoilers in game now. So, <laughs> so Eric, uh, do you have any comic book movie fatigue at all? And are you looking forward to Far From Home? I can never get tired of comic book movies because I've been waiting on them to do them for so long. Um, the thing with the thing with comic books is that these characters are all like anywhere between fifty to eighty years old. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing that the only kind of fatigue that you can really get is when you can tell a movie is being made for cash grab or anything that's being rushed. Shout out to all the Batman movies. Shout out to so many of the Batman movies to where, you know, it's anything that's a rush. Like, you can, any film that you make with 
love and care and consideration to the um, original source material. Not that you have to stay, you know, so like, so so ridiculously like cling to so closely to it. Um, but just to have the respect as an actor for the role and the character that you're playing, and as you know, a director or writer for the the property that you're trying to you know that whatever it is that you're trying to emulate or whatever you're trying to uh, translate and adapt um that i can never get tired of that because i still read i still watch i have been you know i can't remember a time that i wasn't into comic books so for me i'm either i'm i'm either going to read it or i'm going to watch it so um yeah, as long as it's being as long as it's being done right, yeah, I'm going to read it. I'm going to watch it, um, and there are some things that I'm going to elect to skip. But if it's something that I feel like, oh, I can tell off rip that they're that they give a shit about what they're making, then sure, I'll go see it. But um, you know, I'm very selective now. I completely missed Aquaman. I ended up catching Aquaman on a plane, and I was like, yes, I was right to not go see this in the theater. Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, it was, it's a fine film, but I don't, I'm not going to the movies to spend, you know, a small fortune on a fine film. You know, I don't want to go see something that's okay. And so for me, I'm not going to rush and run to go see each and everything. But if something does catch my eye, if something that, you know, uh, I can tell that, you know, the, the, the directors and the actors and everybody have a reputation of giving a shit then yes, I'm going to go see that a couple times. Yeah, because I think because <laughs> I, I think a majority of people sort of have, particularly for this summer, um, they have your sort of mindset of that where if it's something that's just sort of okay and just sort of fine, not like overwhelming, outstanding, like they're just going to wait till it streams anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, like this year, this box office year has been like pretty low other than Endgame and Captain Marvel. Um, and that's why I wanted to ask all that question because like even for me, like I was actually planning on, well, I was thinking about looking at Endgame again like yesterday, but it was kind of like, I didn't really want to spend three hours in a dark theater on a Saturday. And so I just sort of skipped and I just did other stuff. Um, But yeah, like for Aquaman, like for movies that I think are cash grabs, like basically anything that the DCEU does. I hate that. I wish to, I wish to high heaven that DC could make a good universe and that they wouldn't rush. And again, these characters are 70. 80 years old you don't need to rush it i'm still going to see it like the 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 base fan of the fan base who goes to see these and the fan base who has been you know footing the bill on this to begin with the people who saw iron man one the people who saw you know batman begins return uh and and uh dark knight dark knight rises uh, hell, the people who saw Superman Returns are the people who are putting up the majority of the money for this stuff. And, you know, if those people are telling everybody else that this is good, like, I have so many people who ask me before they go see a movie, should I go see Guardians? Should I go see this? Should I go see that? Sure. You know what I mean? It, 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 you you, you can't make, go wrong with this. Yeah, CEO. make a movie that comic book readers are going to love 
and then it'll be good <laughs> because it's like just just make it for that audience. You don't need to, you know, not in the sense that oh, you would have to rent a book. You know, just make it. You know, it, it doesn't take long to explain shit. It really doesn't. Like, yeah. we don't need another Spider-Man origin story. We don't need another Batman. God, if I see some spit, if I see broken pearls, mm-hmm. more time. Oh, you are. Shit. You, you are. Scattered pearls in the streets of Gotham one more time. We don't you're need gonna, any of that. Just you're going to be walking you're out, gonna see the, You're going to see the full pearl necklace in this new one. Don't worry. Oh, wow. They're, they're gonna <laughs> have you guys ever seen, have any of you guys watched Comic Book Girl 19? No. Are you aware of her? Uh-uh. No. There's, uh, she's, she's on YouTube. She's, you know, she, she knows her shit. Um, but not only does she like read and you know read all the comics and watch all the the movies she also like has put together pearls like she like you know she's like crafty and all that and she was like first of all if you snatch a pearl necklace a real pearl necklace the pearls won't scatter like they're all individually like sewn to like <laughs> apparently the the wire on the inside of it is like you know, made to if somebody snatches uh, or pops the, the the necklace, that the the pearls don't come off the line. It's just a dramatic device that you always see, and it's like apparently Thomas Wayne buys cheap ass pearls for his wife. So it's like that was like she she um, did the the BVS review while stringing together pearls. Oh wow! Like to show you that if I pop this necklace, it's not going to. The pearls aren't going to scatter every fucking where. So yeah, I'm gonna check her out. I'm looking at her yeah, channel you know, now. Her, cool. uh, especially if you are into um, the X Men Phoenix uh, Dark Phoenix saga. One of my favorite stories. She, she has a whole thing where she runs all that down too, and mm-hmm. it's like I'm super dramatic. It's, it's it's very good. So Comic Book Girl 19. There's a, there's a recommendation for you. Comic Book Girl 19, everybody. I, I love her. She's she's you know just really, and she she knows her shit. And um, you know if she's she's gonna be as honest as she can. If it's something that she really enjoys, something that she really likes, she's not gonna be like, oh well, I'm just gonna give you the, I'm gonna give you the hot take. Like you know she re- tries real hard, and it kind of like bothers her to have to give something a negative review. So she's not just gonna give you you know the, she's not trying to be Simon Cowell. All right. So, good recommendation from you, brother Eric. (laughs) Good recommendation, brother. Well, uh, well, brother handsome. I was thinking of um, Brother Baines from from X. He don't want to be that. You know, he don't want to be that Brother Baines. (laughs) But uh, but okay. So it sounds like. sort of the fatigue eric definitely hasn't reached it um i necessarily haven't really reached it but um i, I wouldn't no i wouldn't say i reached it um yeah. but i'm definitely i think i have been guarding against that the whole time so if yeah. it's if it looks good i'm gonna go see it yeah it's something like i, I kind of still want to see shazam but um yeah I, I i just i really want desperately for dc to get their shit together yeah i'm gonna watch it, it on stream seem like they're gonna get their shit together so they can just like relax for like a year and then just come back with their mind right just get your shit together dc because i know you're listening to this podcast just get your shit 
get some get some twine, tie mm-hmm. it all together, take it to I don't know what you got to do, but get that shit together, like figure it out. Well, they got a uh, the Guardians guy now. They got gun on one on board, so I mean that could always uh James Gunn that could always help him. Maybe. Like, you know, they'll give you one or two, but it's like this overarching universe to where it's like they rush the whole universe. Like, they gave us the Justice League. They introduced the Justice League in a, in, in a fucking email attachment. Like, <laughs> they literally did that. They I still haven't watched Justice League. No, 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 no. You don't need you to. You don't need to. Right? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. It wasn't BVS at the end. The Justice League in a fucking email attachment. And that bothers me. It's like, no, no, no. Let's do individual films. It's like, oh, no, we got to catch up to Marvel. Like, how old is this company? Older than Marvel. What grade are you in? Like, just take (laughs) your time. We'll come see it if it's good. (laughs) You know how how in Endgame, uh, there's a joke about. when Cap says, "Oh yeah, that is America's ass." Mm-hmm. Well, uh, DCEU is 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 America's ass. Like they are ass. They are complete ass. That's a damn shame. Oh my god. Oh wow. Oh, oh man. So, <laughs> was it ready? Oh. <laughs> oh man. So, hey dog, I'm gonna I'm go ahead and pause myself before I say it. That was America's ass, dog. <laughs> Pause. Pause. <laughs> I mean, okay, a smidgen of homo, dog. Can you imagine Cat playing the pause game? Avengers Assemble pause. <laughs> oh shit. I'm gonna grab I'm gonna grab Thor's hammer, pause. Pause. <laughs> I went back for Sharon pause. You wanna be um you want to tell me about it? No, pause. All that shit. Just <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, all right. So, well, we already talked a little bit about how uh, DCEU, uh, they're a little bit on the trash side, to say the very least. Um, but let's look a little bit at sort of the future of the MCU. So, so basically, from. 2017 to last year, like Marvel gave us this incredible run. So of these five films, so let's go over the films. So we went, we in sequential order, we had Homecoming, then Thor Ragnarok, then Black Panther, then Avengers Infinity War, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp. And for me, like, I mean, that's basically like going undefeated, you know, in the finals, you know, basically winning finals in five games like each year right now all these different like these different movies like you know different directors different actors different objectives they want to achieve and they totally did but now going forward we're basically you know we're not going to have captain america anymore we're not going to have tony stark anymore and 
the MCU, like they're basically looking to now incorporate the X Men into you know their universe. And as we were saying before, like we have no clue sort of how they're actually going to do that or where we're even going with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Anyway, like we know we have you know the Black Panther two movie, Doctor Strange two, and now in a month we're going to get the Spider Man two movie, but we don't know like what's going to happen. Do you guys think? Um, George, we can start with you. Do you mm-hmm. think that Marvel will ever sort of achieve a run like they did in 2017, 2018? Or do you think that, like, I don't want to say like a flash in a pan or like a fluke, but do you think this sort of run for Phase 3 was like really lightning in the bottle? Or do you think they can get the magic game one more time? And before yeah. you answer that, mm-hmm. I also want to hear if you have comic book, um, comic book movie fatigue too. And same for you, Anthony, next time you hop on. If Go I, ahead, if George. I have comic book movie fatigue. Yeah. Um, I don't because there's so many different things you can go down, and it, it, I, I love how how Marvel's let the the directors influence so much of anything. Like I I could do like five more Taika Waititi movies. Like I mean, I, anything he puts out is like so freaking hilarious to me. <laughs> like I want to see him, uh, you know, influence. I'm still like I, I'd like to see them. I know Universal's got the, the 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 standalone rights, but I'd like to see somehow if we can get the Hulk in. Maybe it's a Hulk and Thor like buddy pick. I don't know something that Taika Waititi does. I don't know. I don't know. But that's like my personal dream on it. Um, the the thing for me is like John Favreau recruits Robert Downey Jr. and like Robert Downey Jr.'s buy in is kind of like the first domino that starts all the other ones to fall. Like you don't get the other actors to the other established actors to come into this unless you've got kind of Robert Downey Jr. as the cornerstone of like, hey, this is, you know, it's not just a comic book movie. Like, this is this is something. So I don't know who that actor could be in the future, but if you get someone to kind of be a ma- your major anchor going forward for for the next part of this this universe, then I think that the next run can be something that 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 is not not the same but like you can get some of the pop with it but it's got to be it's got to be star driven a little bit i think yeah i agree with that it's going to be star driven a lot to continue i i don't think they'll hit it though i don't think they'll hit the kind of run that they had these past couple of years that's what i'm afraid of yeah, yeah I, like this next kellen you hit it on the head when it said that this next movie far from home has a lot of weight on the shoulders cuz i will go watch this one but if it doesn't hit and doesn't keep me invested, a casual person like me is not going to continue to watch, go to the movies and stuff like that. So that's where it's got a lot to go on. I mean, um, I would I would definitely agree with that. Um, I think it is going to be super hard to live up to that run, and especially losing, um, you know, these great actors and not really having. Well, I guess. We never really knew where they're going to go anyway, but, you know, we're going to do like the next sort of, you know, super villain down the line, like five or six movies from now. The you other know, part how- about it, too, is like they all had great chemistry together, like the actors in general. Mm-hmm. Like you could see that on the set and on the scenes. They they just you could tell they got along and the the writing for the comedies parts really hits. Mm hmm. Yeah, like I think I think a lot of. 
I, I, well, I don't think it's luck. I think saying luck is sort of dismissive, like the talent that everyone brought to the table. But at the same time, I mean, if someone else could do it, like they would have done it, and no one else has really done this before. So maybe there is a little bit of luck. Um, Ryan Coogler getting involved with Black Panther, and then like all of the, the beautiful, great actors in that movie, like really showing up for that. Like, I thought that was sort of lightning in the bottle. Um, how they were able to, you know, get Captain America, which people dismiss even the first, um, the first Avenger movie, Captain America, the first Avenger, about a lot of people sort of dismiss that movie, but how they were able to get that into Winter Soldier and then morph that into Civil War. I mean, that's a total W. And even how people sort of dismiss the original Thor and Dark World, but then they sort of resurrected with Ragnarok. So I think that. Uh, it's going to be super hard for Phase Four to really sort of recapture that magic. Um, I don't know. If they, I think I get. I definitely give them the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know if they will we'll be able to get that achieved or not. And everybody just stops talking. Oh, okay. Hold on. Like, so, so who was that? Breathe. So someone just breathed deeply. I thought they were about to go in. Yeah, I thought it was Kellen. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was Kellen too. No. To me. Well, <laughs> well, well, so Kellen and Eric are the only ones who have not answered. So uh hold on. I gotta make him note about editing that awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> Kellen breathes deeply but says nothing. <laughs> but then you have to also leave the part where we're talking about the awkward silence. Okay. Like, and there's yeah. no awkward silence. Anyway. Leave awkward silence. Okay, you got it. <laughs> um, Man of the people. Okay. Yeah, what are we... Um, so yeah, do, you think, like, do you think that for phase um, four we're going on, do you think that yes. they can recapture that run? Um, I think that they definitely have a plan to, um, which is crazy to say that you can plan catching lightning in a bottle. Um, but... Yeah, I, I, they still haven't given me much reason to think that they can't, in the sense that um, they 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 keep a plan going. Because as far as like what Ryan Coogler was saying about uh, the way Kevin Feige, you know, every all these movies have their own stamp on them, but they also. Um, have like that underlying listen okay you can do what you need to do but and at the end of the day this needs to fit with what we're trying to do going forward so it's kind of like they give you that they have given these directors that skeleton of what they want and how um it needs to be able to fit in or you know at least morph in shape um but and I mean, most directors uh, and, and these have these guys have shown that they can be trustworthy. And they again, it's that loving care about their craft and, and not not just the craft, but these characters like they're like, well, well how will this character respond? And, you know, making these 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 actors have become like I know when I see I mean, other than Batista, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, you know, he's you know, he, he is who he has been for me forever but like you know other other actors it's like you know for me benedict cumberbatch is dr strange uh you know um 
Downey Jr. is uh, RDJ Iron Man. is definitely Tony Stark, and he's definitely Iron Man. So um, I think going forward, like they they haven't shown why they and, and I know we've been um, kind of backhanding Brie Larson and, and um, uh, Captain Marvel so far, but um, even that I think is going to come full circle. Um, but if it, but, but yeah, I don't have any reason to believe that they can't do it again. Um, the X Men is a huge thing for me as a comic book fan, um, especially seeing as how they have just tried to to beat it to death over the all, all those Fox Men movies. Have yeah. just been, you know what I mean? I, like they have done everything how... to kill and bury the x-men line and so like yeah i don't know how they're going to top hugh jackman as wolverine i don't i don't think that's going to be that as hard as everybody thinks like i i think the because because hugh jackman has been the rose that came from the concrete he was the he was the the lily in the cesspool as far as uh the foxman movies because everything else about it to me at least and a lot of us has been the drizzling shits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's the clinical term. Um, but the, there's not a whole, like, you. everything else is kind of like you can't go anywhere but up from there. And so Wolverine, of course, and uh, uh, <laughs> Wolverine, as we all know, is just Mario with claws, um, is <laughs> a lot more fixable and replaceable than a lot of us are, care to uh, admit. Um so yeah, well, I mean, I think because even going back to your point a little bit, how you you name these actors who are great in these roles, I think maybe that's probably the lightning in the bottle part. Like he had these actual great actors buy into these characters and mm-hmm. basically run with the ball. I mean, Hugh Jackman is didn't he like has a theater background or some shit? Like he's yeah. like he's like an accomplished like actor, and so he's done like, Broadway could, and a whole bunch of stuff, man. Like uh. I forget where he came. Like, it, it it wasn't as big of a controversy as Robert Downey Jr. But when he came in, like, I think he was more well known for his his theater work than he was his uh, Hollywood work. Yeah, yeah, he was even the first choice for Wolverine. So, I mean, if they don't pick him for Wolverine, they go with um, I don't know, Joe Schmo, Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Benoit. Some- yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. 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 Oh, wow. I mean, Jesus. He was Listen, a rabid Wolverine. I know we're not supposed to mention his name, but he is literally the person who should have played Wolverine. Sorry to say. But are you saying are you saying he would have killed the role? Oh my god. Mm, I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Crispin Wajos, guys. Is it too soon? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's tell some I'm just saying, like, over here too. No, oh, so Kelly, you can cut that out. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. Holy shit! I'm fine with it. I was making uh, Paul Walker jokes the weekend he died. I'm an awful person. I'm okay oh, with it. What did he die? Yeah. What? Oh my god! Anthony was there. I'm a witness. Yes. Jeez. Holy Jesus yeah. Christ! All that for a drop of clout. Yeah. Um, I am not a good person. I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm okay. I mean, I say all that to say, like, the, there's nowhere to go but up. 
with the X-Men. And so whenever they decide to get around to that, like to me, that's the big moment. And that's what we haven't gotten, honestly, is a consistently good uh, X-Men kind of, um, you know, just a, a, just a string of good X-Men movies. So that's something, that's like another challenge that they can take on because, like I said, they, they pretty much try to kill and bury them. And then it was just like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like they... I feel like that at some point they they had to realize that these are all bad films, and it was like no 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 man we're really sure about this Dark Phoenix it's it's gonna be the one man and it's like come on y'all know it's not it's like man, you know, but I mean they yeah, they hey. went through so many rewrites and reproductions of that movie that at at some point it's basically like we just have to get this shit done and so mm-hmm. they got it done all right <laughs> that's for sure. Ugh. I haven't watched yeah. the X Men movie since First Class and Logan. So and Deadpool, I haven't watched Deadpool too. Yeah, well, Deadpool one and two, they were definitely great. X two, yeah, Logan, and OG but I don't X-Men. consider them X Men movies because we got a different Colossus. Like that isn't the same Colossus. Like we actually got the right one that we should have gotten the whole time, <laughs> and so. Um, I don't even consider those to be canon to anything because, you know, it's it, for one, it's Deadpool. And Deadpool kind of just, you know, walks in and out of continuity and canon and whatever else that he wants to do. Like, one point he's, you know, a part of the story that's actually going on everywhere else. And then the next thing, he's putting Rhino on a keychain. So, um, which he literally did in his in his title. You know, like, he's Rochambeauing uh, Captain America in his title, but you know Cap is doing something completely different in his in the Avengers. So, you know, like there's there's just like that kind of wacky leeway that we give to Deadpool, which we might end up having to do. It's almost like a a gimmick to the point of uh, time travel, damn near with with uh, you know, um, Deadpool. Oh yeah. It definitely is because he, like you, like you said, he can do whatever he wants to do. And yeah, it works. he's like the one wacky thing that can just happen however he wants to happen with no explanation other than I can break the fourth wall, you know, and just look at whatever. So, um, New York, twenty twelve. Yeah, I'd be interested. So, so Kellen, what about for you? Do you think that uh, from Homecoming to Man and the Wasp, like those five films, like do you think? they'll ever sort of reach the heights again or do you think it may be something maybe like in the first like phase or two where we got like maybe like two or three good movies in a row but then one just sort of like iffy movie do you think they'll be sort of back to that sort of wave or do you think they'll be out the gate like home runs i i think um i think they um, if they come out with home runs, man, I'm going to be in shock. Like, I feel like there's going to be growing pains. There was growing pains with the original run. Um, I, I didn't have any issues, but there's people out there who think First Avengers boring and, and they didn't like Thor. And then Iron Man 2, they thought that was a disappointment. I thought it was a disappointment at the time. So I think they're going to go through those things. The main thing is, as long as they keep people coming back to see what happens next and they don't bomb it too bad, I think they can make this thing work. I am scared to death to see what they do with the X-Men, though, because I feel like with Disney having all the toys in the play bo- in the sandbox, I almost feel like it's... I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's might be too much. Is that weird to think that... No. That, that they I wouldn't be think, able to pull it off? 
I mean, that's sort of big shoes to fill. I mean, I think the problem with that 20th Century Fox was having was they couldn't find anything to do interesting long term with somebody that was not named Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Like they totally, like they totally botched um, Phoenix. Um, they kind of Twice. made. They kind of made the um, uh, Professor Xavier and Magneto shit slightly boring. Like, they and also like other than those like principal characters, like they really didn't do anything interesting with anybody else. So that's going to be well, sort of Marvel's thing. Yeah, and they were like Wolverine fanboys anyway. Both directors, uh, <laughs> Brian Singer and uh, well, sorry. sorry, Thor's sneaking around Asgard. It cracked me up. Such a good part. But, um, yeah, I mean, Brian Singer's you know, an unapologetic Wolverine fanboy to where he sacrificed he, – they, they sacrificed Scott Summers. Uh, they sacrificed to, to, to all this shit to try to make Wolverine look even better, which is dumb because why wouldn't you just make Cyclops also a badass and then still have Wolverine beat him? that would also make Wolverine look more badass by beating someone who was more badass. But, of course, you know, these are people who don't understand, you know, Brian Singer can't... I don't even know if the guy can read because it's just like, <laughs> oh, uh, you know, it's just about Snicked and Wolverine slice and dice, you know, like, yep. that's the movie. I have a voice that I do for Brian Singer um, that I did a friend of mine, Cameron, who uh, runs our... Um, uh, comic books and, and uh, games, comic books and other ill shit uh, group. You know, I was sitting there watching the movie with him, and I was like, "Yeah." And then there's the part where Wolverine comes in, and he thinks, and it, it was, you know, like that's what I imagine Brian Singer when he thinks, you know, as he masturbates to all of his Wolverine films. I thought you were um, gonna say something else. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, "Oh Lord, are we doing this too?" Okay. That's his. That's his bag, man. It is his bag. Pause. No homo. Some homo. <laughs> Just a little bit. George, uh, yeah. did you? How do you feel about the? Um, do you? How did you feel about what 20th Century Fox did with X Men? And do you think that Marvel has a a hell mary of a prayer for actually incorporating it into their universe now? Oh, man. Um. I. I I hail me over prayer. Um, you sound stressed. You sound so stressed. <laughs> yeah, like because I I he's used to having Aaron Rodgers throwing hail marys for him. So ah, see see, I mean I think people are too, not that you can't get over not having Hugh Jackman, but like people got, you know, it's like it wasn't going to be him if you do it. So I mean they're they're fighting an uphill battle with it. I think basically, can you pull off something? I mean, not to the success of like the other, you know, like the Spider-Man reboot and everything like that. Um, but no, I don't know. I don't have much faith in that just because, you know, Fox went and just kind of unfortunately ruined most of it <laughs> for for everyone. They now. tried just, to kill the brand. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now, like, you know, it would take I think there's got to be not more time necessarily, but like it almost needs like there's got to be like a gap there and just like wait it out a little bit. And then maybe you can think about reincarnating it again. But no, I'm not I'm not that positive about it. They got to make anybody, the X-Men cool again. Were you sorry, Anth? What were well, you saying? No, you're good. I was just going to say, if anybody can do it, though, it's going to be the MCU people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just think. just given this yes. little track record yes. of the last 10, 11 years. You just have to make Cyclops as dope as he is. 
make Cyclops yeah. great again. No, man. Oh. I mean, yeah, but no. Yeah, because you need that real powerful, strong. Because everybody's gonna be a, everybody's gonna everybody's gonna be a mark for a Wolverine. Like Wolverine, all you gotta do is have him. You know, you just have him be Wolverine. Fine. It, it does really. I mean, I hate to sound you know like I'm minimizing everything, but Wolverine doesn't really take a whole lot to. You know, you can get into the idiosyncrasies later on, but like people are gonna like Wolverine for you know Wolverine reasons. Um, but psych, you gotta make him dope. You gotta make him, you know, a strategist. You have to make him uh, the 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 straight laced, you know, whatever. Until you you gotta have that that story arc where he starts out as the the bright eyed, bushy tailed, you know, uh, eager student, happy go lucky. You know, yeah, who eventually sees the bullshit and is like, hey, wait a minute, you know. I might have to kill Professor Xavier at some point <laughs> because mm-hmm. he's kind of a shitbag and <laughs> people are going to hate me for it, but it has to be done. You know, like we, that's like, we missed that entire in how many years of, of Foxman films. So like you didn't, you didn't have years. that element at all. Like we all lost out on that because all we got was, you know, Oh, okay. I'll just zap you guys. Oh, I'm dead. You know, like, <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Like he didn't do anything. He didn't. I love you, anything. Jane. I love you, Jane. Going off to go lead the X Men now. Wamp, wamp. Oh, I'm dead. Like this fucking. <laughs> this Movie is synopsis trash. in five seconds. Oh wow. <sighs> like I would like to do a, a thing where I just like. Somebody needs to chop up a supercut of everything that Cyclops has ever done in all of the films, and let's see how many minutes long it is. It's less the, than ten minutes. The only it's the less only than thing, ten minutes, right? The only thing he did like good in these whole movies was calling Logan a dick. Like that's like, oh no, I'm sorry, damn, Wolverine called him a dick. My bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. so yeah, that's the best. And, and, and not, only, not only Cyclops, we didn't get shit from Storm. Oh like, no! Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we we got a terrible African accent in the first movie, and then she stopped using it in the second movie. And, and we got and we got you know what happens to a to a toad when it's struck by lightning? Like that's the legacy well, of the storm character. That's terrible. Like <laughs> that, that. Those are two leaders, leaders of the X Men, who just totally got sacrificed. Because Wolverine, you know what I mean? Like, come on, darling. <laughs> Is that the one where the thing with the lake at the end, or in the I, I can't remember the name. The of lake the was uh, oh, X2. That was the first one. Yeah. Okay. The 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 toad one was a very original one. Oh, they were like in the um, uh, Empire, not the Empire State, the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah. oh that's right. That's right. Okay. You know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? <laughs> These these checks still cash, right? <laughs> I was just see like it was just like Holly Berry had to pay that cell phone bill. Like it was just like she didn't get one iota of a fuck about that roll dog. It was it hurt me because I'm a Holly fan and I'm a Storm fan. None of it came together. It was like fucking goober. Like 
the peanut butter and jelly in the same jar and it's just gross it just tastes like medicine is the whole, oh my god uh, they killed me with the storm and i was like well i i'm out i'm out i'm completely I, out i think i think bane needs like a time out to collect himself no man i need to i need to talk to brian singer is what it is Oh man! I need to talk to him with my hands. You, you need, well, yeah, you should do that, and then also you should talk to Kevin Feige, Feige about uh, the X Men coming to the MCU. You know, and I know Kevin Feige already knows because Kevin Feige is probably like, "Yo, they really—that's what they did with Storm, bro." Yep. Like, yeah. That's and I, I would have had Angela Davis. Not Angela, Angela Davis. <laughs> I would have. Angela Davis would have been better. Angela Davis would have been a Angela way better score. But Angela Bassett would have been even better. Oh, no, I think Angela Davis would have been on some super black power shit. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been wild. Oh, shit, I wanted that. Now I want that. Oh, my oh man. That would have been Angela legendary. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she throws a black fist and lightning just strikes every fucking <laughs> do you do you know what happens when you put a black fist in the air? <laughs> you know what happens when lightning strikes a jive turkey. <laughs> that sounds like a black exploitation film that needs to be made oh, ASAP. God, I love it. A- ASAP, truly, yes. Oh, I'm writing it right now on my mind. Um, I'm really glad you said Angela Davis. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, shout out to Angie Orchard. So, <laughs> <laughs> off that hard shit tonight, huh? So I, I, I think we all agree we can use like Black Panthers, go, real Black Panthers in the Black Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But um, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So oh wow! Oh god! No 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 no! Oh, fuck it! We're derailed. <laughs> I'd say so. George and Anthony's about to go to bed. They're like, they're like, shit. What is oh, this? No, 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 you want to be in on this? It's fucking hilarious. My brothers uh, were in the street. Uh, we're we're uh, in Detroit. My younger brother's getting ready to go get his hair cut. He's walking down the street, Plymouth, up the street from my mom's house, Plymouth and Greenfield, home of the brave. He's walking down the street. There's a black dude standing outside of the church with a shotgun black leather jacket and my brother's looking at him because he's holding a fucking shotgun he wants to make sure he doesn't get shot in the back you know obviously and he looks at the guy and the guy knowing that he's holding a shotgun looks at my brother and says my brother's 13 at the time he says the panthers are back brother and like shakes his head like every word like he's like shaking his head like bitch you know what I'm saying like the panthers are back brother and like he tells me, he's like, I was walking away. I didn't say it to him. But then my brother said, no, y'all not. <laughs> 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 oh, my God, dog. And that was just like, it, it, and neither of us had ever seen those dudes after that. So I have okay. no idea. I have oh, no wow. idea. Damn. That's you funny. know what I mean? Like, never saw that nigga again. It was amazing. Well, the the narrator says they act, in fact were not back. They were not. <laughs> it's like, 
that's what I'm saying. My 13 year old brother was right when he said under his breath, "No, y'all not." <laughs> he just walked away. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta do a podcast of just weird shit that happens in Detroit. Shout out to Detroit. <laughs> god, you would love it. Oh man, that was fucking funny. <laughs> All right, so, oh man, so we. Where are we at? <laughs> no, no. Well, we were talking about what we think the MC could do going forward as I watch uh, Romanoff fall to her death just so Hawk oh, had to take down. Hawk just had to take the steps for me. So, oh, uh, damn. So, but so we were looking at sort of MCU and sort of wondering like what they could do going forward and just the sort of questions with um, how they can bring x-men into the mcu i know eric is definitely down on the dceu but they are going to bring out the joker uh which is another fucking you know joker movie um this year uh next year they're gonna be doing wonder woman uh 84 um shazam was a movie that it wasn't necessarily i guess a super uh box office blockbuster but at the same time um it was actually critically um, critically well accepted um, and well received. Um, now, knowing that, knowing that they have some momentum for some films that they actually can have, um, and also with, like I said before, Tony Stark is out of the picture. Iron Man, um, you know, he's no longer with us, unfortunately. Um, we have Captain America, who's out of the picture. This is the actual time that the DC EU they actually have a moment where they have a potential to pass surpass passing um marvel um to start with anthony do you think that dc comics within this sort of now they're with marvel being this sort of transition do you think that dc has what it takes to actually surpass marvel or do you think they're going to fall flat on the face um judging by what y'all saying probably gonna fall flat on the face (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's always that chance that they can but it's really doubtful well, Anthony, I know you watch a lot of the, uh, or not a lot, but you've watched some of the DC television stuff, and you enjoyed that. Like, do you think any of that could translate to film, or you just think it's a lost cause altogether? It may translate, but I always thought too that like watching the Flash and Arrow and all that on Netflix, like that stuff was, I think, was like second rate compared to watching uh, all the Marvel stuff that was on Netflix, like Jessica Jones and. All that, yeah, even though like yeah. they're they're both not as good like as the movies films were from Marvel and DC, but I just I don't think like I just I don't think they got it with the routes and the storylines they take. I just don't think it really holds a candle. But for you, who's someone that consider yourself like just a casual sort of moviegoer, which is hundred percent you know fine, but do you think that you be willing to give DC movies a chance? Because I know you said that like you'd give. Um, far from home a chance and if you know that doesn't you know live that isn't any good like you'll be out which is understandable too but do you think that you'll be giving like any dc movie a chance like do you think that whenever joker comes out in october do you think you're gonna give that a chance or do you think it's gonna be like a wait and see approach for you wait and see approach i gotta see the trailers for me like if the trailer catches my eyes then i'll want to watch it so okay uh, Kellen, what about you? Do you think that um, in this sort of period of uncertainty for Marvel and really for DC, do you think that they can muster up the actual talent 
and even get lightning in bottle, do you think that they'll have a chance of surpassing MCU? <sighs> Not surpassing, but I gotta believe that they're eventually gonna get something right because they can't sit here and continue to make these mediocre mo- movies that cost all these millions of dollars and then not recoup over and over again. Like even if wonder woman is like the tentpole of being the good film and stuff, I, I just can't um see that narrative sustaining. Like I have to believe that DC is going to, the DCEU will get better and become more watchable, but I, they're never going to attain Marvel status. Like this run of 11 years is just untouchable. This is like the Celtics in the 1960s. This this, this is nothing that DCEU can do to, to even touch it. But I mean, hopefully, and as a fan, I hope that they do at least get a watchable universe that I can enjoy a little bit. Yeah, I think for me, like, I'm going to give Joker a chance. I'm definitely giving Wonder Woman a chance. But for, like, the new Batman that they're going to do, like, I'm definitely waiting to see. Um, whenever they reboot Suicide Squad, like... I'm definitely waiting and seeing um, whenever they they're supposed to do like a flash and like um, I don't cyborg. know like cyborg. I definitely don't. I definitely don't want to see that. No, but, thank you. And I'm not. I haven't even seen Aquaman. So I think for like the Joker because I'm heavily invested in like the Batman just story and Wonder Woman was really good when it came out. So those are two things that I'm already sold on without even really knowing what those are going to be really about. Um, but the other shit, like, I, I'm definitely, like, I don't trust DC at all. <laughs> like, I, ha- I have no faith in DC. I actually want to get it right. So, um, But, George, what about you? Do you think that um, DC has a chance of, not with the older movies, per se, like, I don't think DC has anything that's going to even compete with, like, Infinity War. Yeah. Or in game, but just like from now going forward, do you think that the movies that they have a chance of making, do you think it can surpass Marvel's movies? I, I don't think so. And like I'm in the same boat as Anthony, and like that's a problem for for DC because like we're the kind of guys you need to get because like I'm not in. I haven't I haven't seen. I I think I saw The Dark Knight, and that was it. Like in these most recent ones, like there's Good choice. Good yeah, choice. yeah, I know exactly. But like mm-hmm. there's nothing. Like they need to figure out a way to get critical acclaim for some of these and like draw, you know, and the casual people like Anthony and myself in because like with Marvel way to get us invested. Yeah, that's what happened. Like I went on a whim with Kellen for that first one. And that's what got me invested into all this past seven years. So and then like the thing with Marvel is like it spills over because then like I started watching Luke Cage and I started watching Iron Fist and like exactly got into that stuff and like and so and it's like man this is like this is really good too and it's like a different take on it so uh and like still part of the universe and everything and then you start thinking like man what if Luke Cage you know gets encounters Captain America on the street or something like you know so it's just like it it spawns like the fandom in or at least the interest in the other stuff like how good these Marvel movies are and like the DC just doesn't DC universe doesn't do it for me do you guys so for and and do you guys think that um you're more fans of the TV or the movies movies yeah definitely definitely the movies but like the movies like spawn the interest in like hey check out the tv you know yeah yeah okay and so it like kind of extends the brand a little bit to to the tv side and the netflix stuff so okay because um because i know that um i believe isn't dc um someone correct me if i'm wrong 
Don't they have their like um, own streaming platform that they're going to bring out eventually? Yeah, it's and, out. Oh, it's already out. It's already yeah, they already out. canceled a show off of it. Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, Swamp Thing. Yeah, they're, oh, and yeah. they're picking that up already. Yep. Ooh, they already fucking the money up already. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> they dicked up their own. Like it's, it's your shit. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, bro. You don't even have standards and practices coming. Oh, you can't have Swamp Thing. Like, no, like, it, oh god. Because I started watching the um, what's, what's the the uh, the um, uh, Teen Titans or Titans on there. Yeah. Uh, some people like it. I I don't like the they they made Dick Grayson like really brutal on there, and uh, I don't like that. I don't like it at all because he is my absolute favorite comic book character. Fuck DC, fuck Marvel, like the whole thing, like you know, fuck whatever the the you know whatever tribe you're in. I am a Dick Grayson guy all the way. He is Batman with social skills, and to have him come out here and just start like beating people up all extra brutal, I I was not. I was that shit actually turned my stomach the way they had him doing that. Mm. Um, you know, like growing up, like, you know, I'll, anybody who has heard me speak know, will know that I like, you know, I'll run around with my brother and with me in the passenger seat of his car, I was robbing every time. I was Dick Grayson in that car with him. I was, you <laughs> I thought know, you were telling stories about robbing people with your brother. I'm like, damn, are we just getting no, no. jokes? <laughs> Jesus jokes. <laughs> Statue I'm talking about this, over or something. I'm just talking about going to the arcade in the store. Okay, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I would buckle up and you know I'm looking at Batman and the passenger and then the driver's seat. You know what I'm saying? So I was that guy, and so to see, um, and a lot of people like there's that comparison of Dick Grayson and 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 Bruce Wayne to where they say that Bruce Wayne is vengeance and Dick Grayson is justice. You know what I mean? Like they're two sides of the same coin, but. You know, there's that point where, you know, that Grace is like, hey, maybe you don't need to do that. Like he's, for all intents and purposes, the conscience of Batman. Mm -hmm. And for, you know, the way they had him acting in that show was just like way too much. So if that's what they want to do going forward, they want to make, you know, they want to change characters around. I mean, I kind of get it. But at the same time, you still have a Jason Todd who does all that terrible shit. So do do that. But they, you know, they deviate and whatever. And that's if that's what you want to do, okay, fine. But I mean, um, we're talking about like is DC going to do it right? They they can't do it right on their own network. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not me like shitting on them. That's me being disappointed and sad as a DC fan or a DC a fan of like DC characters. The other thing is that Marvel is so smart that they've already started laying the groundwork. At the end, or not even the end, like there are clues that, like, there are things that happen in Endgame, like that tornado that comes up in the middle of the water as they're fighting. That's not a random occurrence. I'm very sure. I'm very sure. I'm very sure that's Namor. Oh, yeah. And I'm very sure that because Namor is a mutant, that he is going to be the introduction of mutants that bums everybody out, like, bums humanity out on mutant kind. And then that's where we get, like, you know, that's kind of the build for X-Men because he was getting ready to tear some shit up if Strange didn't stop him. So, um, you know, that's just me jumping ahead. But they've already started laying groundwork, um, you know, in that fight. And then, of course, with the the explicit, you know, you know um, um, that 
Wilson is now Captain America, that the that Thor is going to be going. I can't wait to see Thor and the Guardians. You know, oh like, yeah, they yeah. they already started laying that foundation. They know what they're doing. Like they got everything laid out in phases. So no, no, DC can't overcome them because they're they're not letting up. They don't take a day off. This is like no days off. No days off. They just got their foot on the pedal. So no, and DC's just like trying to get something to fit. Like you know, pause, what I mean? pause, 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 pause. pause. <laughs> a little bit, just just a, just a little bit, a little bit, a teeny bit of homo. just a tip (laughs) but um yeah i mean like now if dc just wanted to lean into it and be like you know what fuck it we're just doing all one-offs okay i would be for that and then you could just put your all into one movie and then just go on like instead of trying to make everything an uh, overarching saga kind of thing it's disappointing i think they're trying to do that though i think they're trying to do that with the joker and the wonder woman series right so, well, no, I mean, Wonder Woman is already a part of all the Justice League stuff. So it's like, you know, it's too late. In BBS, she's had her movie. She's all of that's supposed to somehow fit into all the Justice League world. So, it, it, that being the only functional piece to all of that, it's like, no, no, you guys like Wonder Woman, right? <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. It's like, nah, bro, like, just leave her alone, man. Just let her. Let, Wonder Woman divorce these niggas and just kind of flourish on your own, you know. <laughs> it's like, it sucks because it's like she she was just in a movie with Batfleck. Batfleck don't exist no more. Like neither is Heaven Cavill Superman. <sighs> yeah, it's no DC is. They just need to have a fire sale and just you know. I don't know. I, I at this point just just lean into the one-offs, you know, because that could be fine. That could be totally fine. Well, we'll we'll see how many uh, crash and burns they have on the horizon. Um, I think they got a lot coming, like um, especially like the the Suicide Squad reboot. Like if that bombs, um, I don't think I actually think they they are going to pull out the Joker just for the actors they have in Joker. Yeah, and I think that Wonder Woman is going to be good because Patty Jenkins is still at the helm of that. So, but the new Batman, like I think uh, having Twilight Dude in there is probably going to bomb. Um, if they even can, if they even start shooting cyborg movie i already know that movie's gonna be a piece of shit so so wait do we know does anybody know what uh dark phoenix did as far as they've already started pulling they started pulling they started pulling the movie out of theaters already it's only been out like two weeks so that's a major turning point because remember like they people were just making shitty movies and you know or thinking that it was good enough because people were just going to go see them, right? Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, it was kind of reinforcing these bad, even if they got bad reviews, they got a ton of money. So they were kind of being reinforced and, and validated by people just going to see the movies. Um, you know, what percentage of that is people thinking that there's a Marvel tie in? You know what I mean? Not, you know, casual fans not knowing that, oh, wait a minute, Superman, Justice League ain't Marvel. Oh shit! 
this is really, why is this so bad? Where is Black Panther? And it's like, no, 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 it's not the same. Oh, okay, no wonder this is, okay, never mind. I'm not coming. Now people know. And so people see something and they're not rewarding these studios by going to see these bad movies in the theater. Like, I'm not going to give you my money anymore. And so that's a major turning point for for um, the last X-Men movie to not get people off their seats just to go see them. It is, you know, there are some people who thought they who thought it was okay. I can't. I just can't. And so it's like there are other people, or a lot of people, more people who are deciding that they just can't either. And so now it's not good enough to just make a a comic book movie and think that people are just gonna go see it. Um, you know, yeah. it's like their move. The movies are gonna bomb now, and these big major, uh, uh, what you call it, major budget films are gonna bomb now. Yeah. So just a quick aside for Dark Phoenix, it costs. Apparently two hundred million dollars to make, which Jesus is pretty wild. Christ, that is crazy. And the, the box office was only two hundred thirty-three million, so Ooh. they they barely even profited. They, well, thirty-three million dollars is profit, but still, like that's not a lot. Oh that's that's not a lot. And I mean, they did they, they did everything to to push the you know the, to, as far as the press, but man, like you look at like you know. Uh, um, what do we just get? What we're talking about in game, in game, do what a billion in a day, like you know, like yeah, that's nuts. Like, yeah, you hold these movies up in the light, and then it's just like, wait a minute, wait a minute, okay. Kevin Feige, your name ain't on this shit, dog. I ain't gonna go see this bullshit. Like, so, so just for comparison, apparently the budget for Endgame, which I'm, I don't know if they're really combining Infinity War and Endgame, but the budget for Endgame was three hundred fifty-six million. They they've cleared two and two point seven five billion dollars. So, <laughs> bro, and, that's not even that's not even counting like the the merchandise and like the right. That's sales, just box so. office. And they get ready to put it back in the theater. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'll do that if, uh, you know what I mean? You'll, you'll put a movie back in the theater. If it... Yeah, they're trying to get it. They're trying to get and it. I, so and, and again, I'm not a numbers guy either. Kind of makes you wonder if they did that intentionally, though, to do the re-release. Oh, yeah. To yeah, they're trying to pass yeah. Avatar. Yeah, they need that extra couple million to get past Avatar. Yeah. Yo, can we just admit that Avatar is not that great? Who said it was good? <laughs> I don't know. Like, people who like to, you know, bring up the fact that it did all this money and it's like, dog, it's fucking Fern Gully. I refuse to watch Avatar. <laughs> it was Pocahontas yeah, same here. CGI. Same here. It's fucking blue Fern Gully, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it has no cultural impact. Nobody was talking about that shit after they saw it. It was like, I think everybody who saw it was like, no, it was straight. Like nobody was like <laughs> nobody was like yo like I think I don't know I don't know I thought it was just me that was just like I saw it and I didn't go see it in the theater I saw it you know when it came on cable and was like this this is Fern Gully that's cool like the, the this most, is Fern Gully with flying USB cables like all right the most the only real thing I re- remember about um, 
that movie was I was like messaging a, a girl I was interested in at the time, like in the movie theater, and that conversation was better than the movie. So, <laughs> so, so juicy that's the, only, that's the only thing I remember about text. that. Juicy movie. as hell. <laughs> I mean, that movie was dry as a bucket of sand, so it was it wasn't much to that go. That shit was so it. like mid, and it was just like I mean, it looked okay. For the time, I guess I think I feel like if I went back and watched it, I would be like, man, as fuck. But like, man, like there's no like, okay, I don't even know anybody's name in those movies. Um, if we hold the whole cast up to, I don't know, Thanos, uh, everybody else can go home. You know, I don't give one damn about anybody in that movie. And it's just like insane to me that it made that much money. Like, was it, I don't know, was it just like four other Tyler Perry movies in the theater at the time? And like, I don't know. Like, well, <laughs> I think, I think, well, not necessarily maybe the movie part, but I feel like there was like the first Blu ray movie that people bought just like it can look pretty at home. That's the only thing, I, that's the only excuse I got for it. Well, I don't know. I'm going to not watch it. You know, I'll watch it. I'll look at it on YouTube to see, like, if it was dope, but... It wasn't. Don't waste it. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was, like, yeah, okay. No, I just don't understand, like, where the, the, the money came from, bro. Yeah, I but, don't either. All right, so now we we looked at the bleak future of DC. <laughs> well, not watching the DC, but... We can look at that another day, but we look at the oh. bleak future for <laughs> the bleak future of the DC extended universe, and we looked at the Marvel sort of murky universe. But uh, we're gonna wrap this up with one final question. Uh, every every podcast, every blog post always has to have a top five something. So yuck. So yes. <laughs> so so yes. We we are gonna be that uh, that podcast, so we're gonna end this right. Uh, with we, we all love Endgame, like that's sort of just out in the open. But is it? I wonder if it's gonna crack anyone's top five. So let's. Uh, we're gonna get the boss hog, Kellen. We're gonna get you first. So Kellen, what is your top five MCU films of all time of forever? Um, Black Panther. Hold on. Um, are, are you going in order? Or are you just saying just five that you like? I'm d- I'm just going in order. So, CP so one or five? Black Panther's one. We're going one to five. Black Panther's number one. Uh, number two. I'm I'm combining Infinity War and Endgame. I I, I think I see them as one giant film. I'm not giving Jeez. them separate status. Mm, it's my I'm podcast. Not. Are you serious? <laughs> Jeez. Y'all serious? I can't do that? What? Right. What do you have? The Infinity Gauntlet over there? You're just bending reality? I'm gonna I'm gonna combine Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises because they both have the Dark Knight in their names. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, I've been emasculated on my own podcast. So oh, anyway. You can only be emasculated by chicks. No, it's, science, it's, it's an old joke from an old podcast. Anthony gets it. Um, science, bro. So <laughs> Black Panther, Endgame, Infinity War. Uh, uh Winter Soldier. Uh 
shoot, number five's hard. Um, That's what she said. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Just <laughs> a little bit, homo. Um, Why not? Number five, I'm going to say Civil War. I change these every time we do these. I don't even remember what I said last time. I mean, it's supposed to change. Like, like everyone's is supposed to change. Like, I, I when I left in game, it probably was my number one because I had all the endorphins flowing. But who knows what it is right now? But um, ants, we'll go to you next. What is your, what is your top five for your um, favorite Marvel movies? Well, I don't really have a particular order, but definitely in game and Infinity War. Uh, Ragnarok. Two different slots, apparently, because he can't put them together. That's <laughs> yeah. correct. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, so those two, Ragnarok. The Probably the first Avengers, and then Winter Soldier. Okay. Uh, let's, Eric, let's, let's... What is your top five? Uh, I'm going to go five to one. Um, number five... The Black Panther. The Black Panther. Um, Black Panther. Black Panther. Um, then I'll go. Um, Are you holding a pen right now? I can. I'm I can not. Least, oh, okay. I'm, I I'm can not. see you holding a pen because I've seen you do this before. Normally, I would. But no, I'm not. Um, Black Panther. Um, then I'll go uh, Winter Soldier. Um, I'll go Endgame. Civil War, Infinity War, uh, oh. that yeah that 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 Thanos journey just can't be beat. He earned everything, and that was so satisfying. The snap was satisfying to me, actually. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, it's just satisfying a, to me now. I was traumatized for two months just, after. Just from a, from a, from <laughs> I a wanted to be the asshole. From a storytelling standpoint, not even like, you know, rooting for Thanos, but just from a storytelling standpoint, like, it was the most satisfying payoff. Like, I, you know, how many times have we seen a villain come so close and then just not get it done to the point where it's like, and then it's also, you know, we didn't necessarily feel, I didn't feel like Thanos was necessarily a villain. Uh, He just beat up some of the guys we liked, but, you know, he had some, he had shit to do. Anthony uh, said you weren't going to be the asshole that called no, me out. Not, no, no, I was going to say like in Infinity War, I wanted to be that asshole in the theater when like the both times that Stark was supposed to die and just yell yes because of two, the two big gasps in the theater during ex- Infinity <laughs> Wars when we were there. I just it, wanted to be like, yeah, go Thanos, but you know, <laughs> go <Wow>. Thanos. <laughs> Y'all would have got jumped. Y'all would have got jumped. Everybody got to stop being a baby, man. Like that. Yeah, shit is, exactly. Yeah, he. Uh, you know, and I want to kill the 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 thing where everybody's like, well, why didn't he just make double the resources? Listen, if you are deep in debt and somebody just gives you a bunch of money, you don't. I mean, You'll still be in debt. You'll still end up farther. Well, I mean, human nature just doesn't, you know, human nature just doesn't dictate that you're going to actually go do what you're supposed to do with the shit. All right. If you double the resources, then corporations are just going to be like, word, we got more resources. Well, let's tell them that we don't have more resources. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, 
people, you can't, Thanos didn't trust people to do what they were supposed to do with extra. So he took the people out of the, of the equation because the people were the problem. But, you know, that's, that's for an Infinity War con- uh, uh, podcast. What you missed. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. You know. I, <laughs> thanks. So, so Love you, George, mean it. So, George, what's your top five MCU films? So five to one, uh, Black Panther, First Avengers, Thor, Ragnarok, number two, Infinity War, and number one, Civil, Captain America, Civil War. By far, my, my favorite. Oh, by far. Yeah. Wow. Ex- explain it's, that a little bit. So I just, I mean, I love like pretty much everything about this. I love kind of the Hail Hydra. Like I love all the overlay with like Hydra and kind of like how it mirrors like Nazism and stuff and how they, he go, they go about doing everything in there with like he goes to Cleveland and just like the overlays about stuff, how it almost kind of mirrors reality. Like he goes to Cleveland to find this guy who used to work for Hydra and like ex Nazi S X like SS people like ended up settling in Cleveland. And that was like a big area for like former Nazi people to go after they left Germany and stuff. So like that, like the, the, the way they put details and stuff like that in there is amazing. The fight scene with respect to the battle in Wakanda and the battle in New York, like that's obviously like top three fight scenes at the airport in Germany. <laughs> like that's so crazy. Um, you know, we see T'Challa go from just being like, he kind of has, he repairs this relationship with his father. And then it's like, no, in like 30 seconds of going to go off and he's going to die. And it's like sad. But then like he, you know, he's angry, but he doesn't know who or he, what to be angry at yet, because he's just like discovering he now has to take the mantle of black Panther before we even get to a black Panther movie. Um, and just like all this unpacking of these details and the whole Bucky and, and Steve storylines and everything like I love just like anytime it's on TV, which is like three times a week on FX or something like that or a TNT, like I got to turn it on and sit down and watch. So it's it's by far my favorite. Nice. Damn, I didn't know any of that about the, the stuff. About no, me. I didn't Shop know some knowledge there, man. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm he, trying. He's man. also like, an I, Indians fan. So, yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Nice. Um, for me, well, starting at five, going to one, I got to throw in the originator, uh, the OG Iron Man is my number five. Uh, the Black Penta comes in at number four. I'm going to put Endgame at my number three. Um, I'm going to put Winter Soldier at number two. Mm. And I got to do Infinity War is definitely like the best of the best. Um, it's because you like spent the most money on it in the theater. That's why. <laughs> uh, that's. I think I spent. I don't think I've ever spent movie ticket money more for any movie, regardless of genre, than Infinity War. But yeah, I I I did see it like seven, even I think maybe even eight times, like within a year. Which I don't think mm. I've done with like other than like the the original Batman. Like I don't. I probably have not done that in a long time for like any new movie. Okay, well, I, I have a question I want to ask everybody because I, I think that's a, that was your last question, right, Marcus? It was, yes. Yeah. So, um, so, um, I wanted to ask everybody just solely in Endgame, who's your MVP of the film? So, oh yeah, Handsome Bane. I already said I'm 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 on record. Uh, Thor, man, 
Thor made everything like he, you know, just a, a redemption for a guy who didn't need to be redeemed. Um, and it was mm. just like, dude, we are, we support you. We love you, man. You did, you, you, you did your best. And it's like anybody who's ever felt like their best just wasn't good enough. Like, this, like Thor was out there repping for all of us. And he was, um, again, like I brought up earlier, as far as like, he was supportive to others, like in a time where he needed support. And, um, you know, he was believing in other people in a time where he needed people to believe in him and uh, just, um, you know, trying to accept help when you need it. But, you you know, like he, he felt like it was this was a guy who was like just his whole ride throughout all of uh, all of his films and his entire every appearance that he had in the MCU was he's either riding really high or riding falling really low. It was like all peaks and valleys. Nothing, no, no. Um, we didn't get any like, you know, what I mean, like there was no downfall, there was no rise. It was like one or the other. He's riding higher. He's in the pits, you know. And so, just to kind of see him fight back and just kind of root for him and. You know, he's reliving the day that his mom dies, bro. Like, dog, that's everything about it. Everything about Thor is just heart wrenching. And to finally just be able to just battle through it all and, you know, come out and not necessarily be the conquering hero like he was before, but to just be like, you know, I could do more as a support. Like, I can do way more. To help more people if I'm just like thinking about how I can help others. Like he was just making players better. It was just, yeah, he was he was you know finals MVP for me. What about you, uh Anthony? Not for those reasons, but yes. I don't say I like the fact that like doing the comedy skit of it <laughs> aspect of it with him being, you know, the drunk fat guy. But then, then he's still in in shape enough to be able to fight and do that kind of fight that he had. Yeah, <laughs> to me, I, like to me that just that that's the only reason why I think it was the best. But it's like you said, he was at he was he was below the fucking pits, dude. Yeah, and the, in this movie, if you want I mean, to be really, talking Fortnite. about peaks and valleys, he's he was way down below. Yeah, yeah, he oh, plays yeah. Fortnite is really yeah, depressed yeah, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, just for thinking of that aspect, and then you add all the stuff that was just mentioned it's a no-brainer like you said um gerbo if i wanted to go heavy i would say romanoff because she gave her life for the soul stone but um i will uh no i mean (laughs) she just died for me so (laughs) um yeah no it's it's thor for me like just shout out to corgan meek for being able to, to, to enjoy the bounty of living in uh, Thor's uh, cave basement thing, for lack of a better word, and, and playing video games. Um, but no, just like everything they do with him, like you see him like, you know, as regular fit Thor, and then he finally gets Thanos's head after all that. So that was kind of, even though it was like kind of sad because, you know, it's like, it seems final. It was kind of cool for him to get a little bit small, you know, part of vengeance there with that. Um, and then new Asgard at the end, and then Asgardians of the Galaxy, like all those little things that they kind of drop throughout the movie that tie mm-hmm. into his greater thing. And also Natalie Portman, like she, you know, she <laughs> makes an appearance in there. So like that was kind of out of nowhere. Didn't expect that. So yeah, it's definitely the th- Thor and his kind of storyline through the movie is definitely my MVP. Marcus. 
Um, well, it's funny you mentioned Romanoff because uh, she's the one who makes the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, without her, like they don't get the soul stone. Um, they don't complete the journey. So um, I definitely agree everything EDI said about Thor. Um, he was definitely the big Lebowski of the MCU that I needed and I loved. Uh, um, but but yeah, I gotta. I'm gonna give mine to Romanoff. So she is my vote. So it's not a unanimous vote. It's not like Steph Curry. Oh, looking oh, for Steph yeah. Curry to run away with it. <laughs> so my favorite MVP of this episode, episode of this uh, movie, would be Captain America. Because I fight you on that, no? for, for me, for me, like everybody else was, I mean, Cap never, Cap was down. I mean, Cap was doing a survivors group um, by the time we got to the time jump and everything, but Cap was the one that reached out to Tony when he when Scott came and was like, we could do this, and and I mean, Cap fought himself in this movie. Cap got to drop the Hell Hydra line in this movie, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. And then Cap had the moment with um, Mjolnir, of course, that we all went nuts for. But that that scene, like right before everybody starts popping out of portals and shit, when he when he straps up that that shield one last time, mm-hmm. and it was like. This man cannot, like, even even in his death, he's just as alive as if he, you, like, his spirit, it just will always go on. Like, his spirit yeah. is meant for, to, to fight. You and, literally have to kill him. Yes, and even in death, like, that's not enough, as we saw in the comic books, to get the drop back into that when Cap mm-hmm. died in the comic books. Gerbo and Anthony, like his spirit mm-hmm. lived on, and and nobody could really ever replace him, um, and stuff like that. And Chris Evans, as great as it was, seeing him come out of the shadows, um, and in uh, Infinity War, and it's like, oh, Cap's here, and he had a couple moments in Infinity War it was real cool. I really thought that they did a good job of showcasing him in his final timeout as Cap, and I, I'm going to go with him as my MVP. This and time. I, I- I want to officially eat my words um, from the time when Chris Evans was announced. And, um, you know, I was I was watching him as I mean, at the time he was fresh off of being Johnny Storm and like a couple other goofy characters. And I was giving him shit. Like, not personally, but, like, he didn't want to do anything but do his best as playing, you know. And I think that was, like, the last time that I was, like, a a dick about casting. Because he completely and totally, like I say, he made me eat all my words. Um, I know Chris Evans is listening to this. Of course, words are his podcast. Of course. I I mean, I've said this before, but I just wanted to, to have it officially be, you know, me kowtowing to the man who did an amazing job as one of my absolute favorite characters throughout fiction um yeah you did that absolutely all right man so marcus i i appreciate you uh uh, moderating this episode and, and keeping things moving thank you thank you i i appreciate everybody for being here so before we get out of here um, I know Anthony and Gerbo are like 
oh my god, are they really one hour, uh, two hours, twenty three minutes of this? You, movie? you know, I do these like two and a half hour podcasts with Osti, right? Like I'm, well, I'm used to yeah, this. Yeah, but, so. but Osti just talks most of the time, and, and then he just he talks ninety percent like, of the time. This one, I'm actually engaged in, so I appreciate uh, it. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. That's what oh. we were worried about. So. <laughs> We want to make sure you're engaged, but I like to end every episode like uh, with some recommendations and final and maybe some words of wisdom. So everybody kind of gather your thoughts. Gerbo, you're going to be first. What would you like to leave the people of Hyphen Nation with either words of wisdom or recommendation? It could be anything. It'd be it could be uh, pants sizes. It could be uh, uh, shoelace tips, a book, uh, a CD you enjoy. I I recommend I recommend buying pants that fit you. Hey, there you go. See words of wisdom and a recommendation. You're done. You're done now, Marcus. Good job. Man. Um I'm gonna go how about I go shoes? Go shoes. Um Nike Air Max 95s. That's my recommendation. I like Ah. Air Max 95s. Yes. That's a good choice. Let me give you a shoe recommendation. So Okay. If you get in cops some Air Max 95s, George Gerbo, George that, the Howitzer Gerbo says do it. South Beach colorway, probably my favorite, and then the I-95. That is a hard-ass colorway. <laughs> so, it, is, it is a nice one. Pause, yeah. pause, pause, pause. Those are my recommendations. Cool. Uh, Anthony. Oh. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> Then we're gonna roll it over to the thought yeah. father, Marcus Robinson, and we'll come back. I recommend reading a book. Uh, <laughs> reading a certain book, or are you just saying read a book in general? No, read, motherfuckers, read. <laughs> for real. <laughs> no, no, for I, real. I mean, literally going to like a Barnes and Noble or a your actually maybe go to your public library. Just, please uh, go to your public library. Actually. Yeah. Yes, please. Please do that. So, so yeah, that's my recommendation. Go to your public library because they Get definitely need it. Yes, and check out a book, read that book, and then once you've done that, think about the book, and then get another book and start all over again. Okay, um, handsome Bane. I'm a um I been putting my brother uh my younger brother is getting ready to go into college um in august and shout out uh, to him shout out to tonio um he's uh just turned 18 the world is his oyster he's super young and i'm trying to make sure that he doesn't get led astray with all the stuff that they tell you is going to help you in college um so for all you youngins out there listening to this uh just to also an extension of Marcus's advice, go to the library and get those books that they put on the list. Do not buy a book at all unless you uh, want to crowdsource that book, because when you go to sell that son of a bitch back, you're getting ten dollars. You, you're if that they, if they they're probably going to tell you that they're going with a new book next year and all they're going to do is change a fucking comma in that bitch. Mm-hmm. So. You go in there. If you can buy the old book, it's going to be the exact same book. Um, Otherwise, you know, you find yourself a nice little group of folks, a cute girl that you might want to study with. And you say, hey, and by cute girl, who doesn't love cute girls? And you got to put your hand on their shoulder when you say, hey, you got to put your hand on their shoulder and be like, hey, 
like that. You say, hey, like Spider Verse. You want to save some money on books? (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck doesn't want to do that? And then you guys, you go and you buy the same book, and then you study out of that book together. Um, you know, and then hopefully you have an accountability partner with 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 uh, your your homework. All that stuff is built in, but do not, for the life of you and for the love of God, go into a bookstore and buy all the books you need for uh, that they tell you that you'll need for school. Do not do that. Go in there. Go to the library, see if they got it first. If you're forced to go, crowdsource that bitch. And if um, if you can stack all your classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, do that too. And Ooh. go the fuck to class. Yeah, definitely. It's so much easier. It's way easier. Please do that. That's some solid-ass advice from uh, yeah. Eric Greenlee, ladies and gentlemen. I, here. I did that a few times when I was able to do Tuesday, Thursdays. Nobody told me, bro. Thank you for somebody who uh, didn't go to class. You need to go to class. (laughs) Okay. Uh, My my words of wisdom this episode is uh, you should probably sleep more often. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I know that maybe your wife's out of the country and, you know, and you can do whatever you want when your kid's asleep, but it's good to sleep. So get, get as much sleep as you can, even, even, if you feel like you're young and vivacious and the world is your oyster, take your ass to bed. Cause I do this every night with myself and I fail to take my ass to bed. So, and I'm suffering because of how tired I am. So my advice is get some fucking sleep to myself and to everyone out there who thinks they don't need it. Sleep is the cousin of death. Yes. But it's also, is very good for your body. Mm, okay. Nas, there you go. Yeah. You know how many times I said that in college? What sleep is the cousin of death? I never sleep. Cause sleep is the cousin of death. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I missed my eight o'clock. <laughs> my ass. <laughs> Go to sleep. Right. Go to sleep, bitch. Die, motherfucker, die. Wow. Who knows that whoa, record? Whoa. Who knows that record? Yikes! Oh, that's big. But well, Jesus, right. let's get out of here. Damn, nobody knows that record. Is DMX, and Eminem, and Eight Mile soundtrack? Wow. Wasn't 50 on that too? No, Obi was on it. Listen, as a person who as a person who lived uh, around 8 Mile, not too far from 8 Mile, uh, that whole soundtrack is bullshit. So. That's not a hot take either. Hot take handsome. No, it is. is. That's a cool take. No, you, you know what? It's, it, it is a cool take because honestly, what's it got on? It's got Wangsta. And then it's got, yeah. of course, it has uh, Lose Yourself, Run Rabbit Run, Eight Mile Road, and then it has, and then it's kind of it. Like, I like the Go to Sleep oh Bitch, God. personally. Eight Mile Road is like the only thing that uh, traffic reports can play on hip-hop stations, I swear. Oh, wow. All right, if you go through the tunnel, then you're going to find an accident. They're like, bro, like, everybody, every, every radio station. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so we learned about Detroit and Cleveland today, guys. Mom spaghetti. And if you want to learn more about Detroit, you can listen to our latest podcast uh, that we recorded on the Shop Talk podcast about uh, the accuracies of Martin and Detroit. And yeah, it's a very good the, episode. You know, thank you. We You're had, welcome. We had a, yes, it, it was. was. It was a really so, good time. And, uh... So yeah, uh, 
you can check out more Handsome Bane. It's like a podcast or whatever, alapow.com. You can check out more Anthony Sellers Triple S on the upcoming season of Browns in Our Blood, uh, starting up in August with Eric Jordan coming back. You can check out more George the Howitzer Gerbo on the Howitzer and Buzzsaw show. When do y'all record? Is that weekly or? We do it monthly. The next one will drop tomorrow. We just Ooh. recorded over the weekend, so. Hi, so by the, by the time you hear this, there will be a new episode of Howitzer and Buzzsaw that y'all need to go back yes. and grab. Uh, so, and that's with him, our dear friend uh, Mike the Buzzsaw Osti, and then finally Marcus, showing mad love. The Thought Father Robinson is also on the latest episode of Catch the Show, where he's talking about uh, the Mafia Six uh, with uh, E.G. over there. So you can check that out. And of course, he's always over here on the world's greatest podcast, the Barack Obama approved greatest podcast hyphenation so guys i appreciate it thank you so much for being here we put end game to bed and now thanos is about to start fighting everybody on my screen so i am going to say adieu and then take my ass to bed <laughs> your your failure has led you right back to me it's true dog that was a bar that was a bar. I am inevitable. Bar. Was a bar too. He barred their asses down in that one. Thornvale is a narrative-driven actual play podcast, following three monster hunters as they fight to keep a small town in Florida safe from the creatures that threaten it. It's full of action. I'll be like, I'll distract him. You get him. And so I'm gonna try. Okay, Bjorn, how are you gonna get him? Um, comedy. I just got this image in my head. Now this is me, not Sammy, of this dragon that was collecting materials for a chicken farm. <laughs> 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 and truly awful dice rolls. Nope, another oh, three. That's, oh that's my, my second three in a row. Oh my gosh. If that sounds like it's up your alley, then look us up wherever you listen to podcasts. still like wrestling there or like wh- like what was that whole shit about um every year uh the saudis give vince and company tons and tons of money to come and put on shows and like there'll be four or five people from the roster who won't go and then everybody else will take big paydays like goldberg and undertaker to come out and have a horrible match for six minutes <laughs> <laughs> i just don't get like i, I don't know man this, undertaker this doesn't man. care about his legacy no. I used to think he does, but yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. He did at one point, and then it was just like, you know what? You know, everything everything shitty about life, like, well, like 85% stuff about life is shitty. It's capitalism. Like, can't, yeah. Goldberg just be, can't Goldberg be in like a retirement home right now somewhere? That's a, and, and what sucks, you know what I hate, is that I actually like Bill Goldberg, like, outside of wrestling. Like, uh, from every report that I've ever heard of anybody, even people who had problems with him inside of wrestling was like, he's the sweetest, nicest guy. And then he comes in, you know, to take this payday. And it's like, you're just kind of in the way, man. Like Mm -hmm. there's no reason for you guys to be the main event in anything. Just even if the, the Saudis don't know anybody, but you guys, but then it's like, Oh yeah. Sami Zayn is good to come over here. Don't, you know, he doesn't have to come over. God, you know, and then, like how many times have you done that when it's been like somebody who's um what 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 is what is 
what is Sami Zayn? Like, what is his nationality to where it's, you know, they'll kill him if he comes over there? Um, is, he, is he Syrian? Syrian. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if he comes over there, they'll, they'll fucking kill him. But then they're like, no, 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 he's good. I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. right. It's like, does he have, you know, so it's like, he can't. So Kevin Owens, being a fucking man, is like, no, I'm not going over to my best friend can't come. Like, they're going to fucking kill him. That's not his fault that they're racist pricks. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> oh, and women, leave the women. We, uh, we're all going to punch each other in the dicks while we watch wrestling. Right. If the women come over here, we, we can't take it. They, they tried to uh, make it seem like they're going to let Alexa and somebody else yeah. wrestle, and then right. the day of the show, they're like, "Oh, they're visiting kids at a hospital. Here's some photos." But meanwhile, they're not getting this payday though. They saw them biscuit booties. <laughs> they saw Alexa's little biscuit booty and was like, "Nope, I nope." So the women don't the women don't wrestle there at all. They're not allowed. Not allowed because it's Saudi Arabia. And Vince McMahon allows this. Didn't they like? The last one, they they like didn't even like take any of the women, they right? Right. Oh, yeah. And they had to like pay them. They, they did pay them all. Okay. I don't know if they paid them all this time though, because they they were like thinking they might be able to get a match in there. Yeah. They knew there was no way in the hell. Just blowing smoke up somebody's ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell kind of pants Dolph got on? He got on rhinestones and American flag damn, on his ass. Damn. Woo. Oh, Dolph. I just want a blonde. <laughs> Yeah, I oh, don't need blunts. Like Vince, relax. <laughs> Trish. <laughs> Trish Stratus. Sable. <laughs> Sunny. Carmella. Charlotte. Charlotte. <laughs> no, relax, bro. Oh, wow. What Charles Barkley do? Who's listening to Charles Barkley right now? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wow, y'all heard that? My bad. So, so apparently, apparently Charles Barkley, he was giving a homeless man some spare change, and y'all's goat, Michael Jordan, he slapped Charles's hand away, yep. and, Charles, and he said, "If he can ask, do you have any spare change?" He can also ask, "Welcome to McDonald's. Can I help you?" Oh, <laughs> I've been told y'all, man. Michael Jordan is a terrible person. <laughs> That's y'all go. That's y'all go. That's he, y'all, he, he's, he's, he, he's not wrong, though. <laughs> oh, my God. See, man, this is capitalism, man. Like, like trash, man. Nah, nah. Nah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say the hot-ass take. Um, That didn't surprise me at all, because Mike totally punched... Like every white teammate in his face, including Steve Kerr and Wilbur Do. So <laughs> he's like, You can't catch the ball, pop, pop, pop. And then Phil just let that shit go. Nothing. No fines, no talking to, no nothing. There's like, uh, you gotta keep your hands up so you don't get hit in the face of the ball when Mike passes it to you. Mm-hmm. Like no. Mike was punching seven feet centers and seven foot centers in the face, even though they were slow, and he's Michael Jordan. He still was taking on bigger dudes than him and punching them in the face. You know what was wild is like I went back, you know, like I my um you know piston bias and i was like man he seems to be getting a lot of help from the refs and i went back and watched just the game i watched the game in real time just you know i was like you know let me go ahead and then i watched the highlights and yo they were not touching mike and they were (laughs) like they were in another zip code getting files called on them i'm like 
it's not necessary because he's mad good. Like he can he can succeed without these calls. Like and so for me as like somebody who you know, or if I'm a piston, I'm like, they're gonna call the foul. Right. I might as well sock this nigga in midair. It's <laughs> <laughs> just gonna call it anyway, whether I touch him or not. And that's what people was mad at the Pistons for. I'm like, I mean, that and walking off. But fuck him, man. Michael's a terrible person. You heard, just heard him talk. Just heard the the story. But it, not he, hashtag not my goat. Nah, okay, man. And I used to just love watching Grant Hill come to town and do their ass. He used to pause, 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 pause. No pause. No, some homo. <laughs> just a tip. Just, just a tip. Yeah, like, Grant Hill was my guy, man. I was a big Grant Hill fan. Bake. Yo. He used to, to bake Scotty Pippen. He did. Like, <laughs> abuse Scotty Pippen one day. Like, damn, dog. He is the small forward. So. Yo, quick. Uh, WBU news. Did y'all heard Joe Mazzula got hired um, on the Celtics staff? Yeah, I saw that like 20 minutes ago. Good for him. Gerba, what's your take? You're just I took, I took Spanish. Man, no, I didn't. Did he go from Fairmont State to there, or was he still yeah. Fairmont? Nah. Yeah. yeah, he went from Fairmont State up to Boston. Wow. Good Damn. for him. Good for <laughs> him. I took Spanish with him. I don't know. I hope he's mature now. <laughs> <laughs> I took. I like. I had like a fucking like uh, eleven a.m. Spanish class with him, and like oh eight. So he definitely stopped showing up halfway through. <laughs> oh yeah, of course he did. That seems like a big jump, but he grew. He grew up in Rhode Island, so he. I'm guessing that's he's got some kind of folks up there or something to help him out with that too. But that's like kind of going home for him a little bit. Because Beeline is um, Cleveland now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Which is crazy in itself. All right, I think we should start this thing off, guys. Is everybody ready? Yeah. Get off. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to come in. I'm going ki- to kick intro and introduce all y'all. And then uh, we'll get into the shits. It should be fun. The shits. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid at exposure. Hey, Anthony, what's your recommendations or words of wisdom? Live your passion and enjoy the ride. Nice. I'll take it. Callan, did you record that? I did record that. I did get it. So so it's going to be at the very end. Oh, Anthony, I forgot you. Here you are.